Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is a this is a very exciting episode. Nate Bargatze, uh, I mean, just hands down, one of the best all time live. You made it weird guests just ever. Just crushed so so hard live at the Troubadour. If you want to listen to that, if you haven't, Nate killed it. Since then, a lot of people have been asking for a uh, a proper one on one full episode with Nate, and and this is it. Uh, Nate and I are old friends, and uh, we got into it. It's very very funny, of course, and and uh, just a just a good time, just a good time. Also, wonderful news. Uh, I think uh, most of you guys probably know this. If if you're kind of, well, I guess I'm being presumptuous. Maybe you don't know, but my show, the Pete Holmes Show, got picked up. It's renewed. We're coming back. February 24th, midnight, after Conan on TBS, four nights a week. We are picked up for uh, twice as long. We're going to be on for uh, 13 weeks, which is so, so exciting. We're already uh, writing sketches and monologues and stuff that I just know weirdos are going to love. So please uh, watch the show. Check it out. PeteHolmes.com for all the info, all the tour dates, all that sort of stuff. YouMadeItWeird.com if you're feeling nasty and want to get a t-shirt or something. But really, the main thing I want to uh, talk about is, is the show. And then I just threw in the t-shirt for no reason. Uh, all right, so here is the uh, the sponsor. Again, the wonderful stamps.com, something I personally use. These days, you know, you can get practically anything on demand like this podcast. You listen whenever you want, when it's convenient for you. So why are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours when you can get postage on the on demand, on the demand with stamps.com? I mean, anything you do at the post office, you can do right now. Right at your desk with stamps.com. You buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes. Never closes. Always open. 24-7, you get postage whenever you need it. I personally use it to send out merch, CDs, uh, stuff like that. Of course, my family lives in Boston, so I'm always mailing things to them to prove that I'm still a loyal and loving son. So I, I haven't been to the post office in a year, I would like to say, yet I still am an active member of the mailing community uh, because of Stamps.com. So right now, use my name, Pete, for this special offer. It's a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in my name, Pete. That's Stamps.com. Enter Pete. All right, guys. Enjoy Nate Bargatze. Check out the Pete Holmes Show. And thanks for listening to this show. This show. Here I am trying to push another show on you. Thanks for listening to this one. But maybe you'll like the other one, too. All right. All right. Of course you're drinking a Mountain Dew. Dying Mountain Dew, buddy. You're Nate all day. This is every day. <laughs> I live like this. You do live like night every day. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. How are you? Good, dude. Thanks for being here on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like doing a ladies' podcast right in the middle of football. <laughs> it's football time? Yeah. You would do a wedding on Super Bowl, wouldn't you? I, yeah, sure. I don't care. Yeah. What do I care? Who cares about that stuff, Nate? 
I care quite a bit. I know you do. I see your yeah. tweets. I follow you on the tweet seeds, and uh, most of your tweets are just like, Vanderbilt, homeboys, taking it down for 108. Suck it. 108. <laughs> <laughs> like a zip code? Like a, yeah. For, for, the, for the, the Nashville zip code is 108. 108-229. But uh, is there a game? There's not a game happening now. Not a Vandy game, but, I mean, NFL. They play this early? Out here. That's what's weird is like because it's like one o'clock, uh, you know. I thought East it was an Coast. after church thing. We would always, oh, well, that's East Coast. We East would Coast. come home and then yeah. you watch a game after church. No, yeah, and then, uh, but now it's like out here, so you have to get up at like ten, or like a, I mean, I Vandy played yesterday <laughs> and they, it was it was at nine a.m. out here. Like it's your daughter. <laughs> it is. It is like it's like a child. I would have named my daughter Vandy. <laughs> I would have literally done that. I'm uh. Can you, like, I, I know it's a typical comic perspective for me to be here in a comic book store in my stupid hoodie and be like, I don't get it. Tell me about sports. Why? Why you love them? Uh, no, don't, <clears throat> don't persuade me. I just mean... No, I'm fine with you not being on board. With, no, uh, it, but I'm not aggressively not on board. Yeah. Like I've said before, I, I'm not a monster. I, I bet you and I could go to a game and I would sit outside and pe- there's a lot happening and yeah, people yeah, get yeah. excited. I'm, yeah. I'm not like, ooh, this is so meaningless reading yeah. Vonnegut or some shit. Yeah. I've never read Vonnegut. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Kurt, so. Kurt Vonnegut's a person. All right. Uh, 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 a sports fan? What if he's? I bet he was. Yeah. I, I I like a good unlikely. Sp- I'm going to tell you a weird bias I have that if a comedian has any like other extreme passions, I'm always suspicious. It's weird. Like that's not like normal. Yeah. If if there's like a a comedian, let's just say that's like really into gourmet cooking, yeah. I'm just like uh, something's wrong. It should, yeah. I I feel like this weird purist thing where I'm like all we do is think about comedy, and then the rest of the time you should be sleeping or yeah. like e- eating gourmet food maybe, but not cooking it. I, but that that's bullshit. Like I'm calling myself on my own shit. Surely I have deep deep interests that take up a lot of my mental space yours is following vandy following, yes yeah but it is still common like you know it's like even when you go to the games it's like i'll end up talking like unless i'm not with a comic friend yeah but uh some comic buddies if i go it's like we just talk about comedy the whole time, the whole time yeah because it's a social thing yeah see that helps me understand you go and you stand and you talk and, and the game is happening yeah it's a live it's a live thing like that's like uh you know, I can go to like I could go like I'm not a big tennis fan, but like I get like I could go watch it live. Mm-hmm. Like even I'm not a hockey fan at all, but I could go watch hockey live. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like you're there, it's people yelling and stuff. It's like right. fun. You're like you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's kind of undeniable, it's especially things like hockey where people are gliding and, and crashing yeah. into each other. There's something yeah. sort of like primal and basic where it's it is undeniable. You're like that's loud and violent, and I get it. Yeah, and te- and tennis the the rules seem so simple. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's in or out. Anyone can kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And they last forever, but... Van- what, what? Oh, yeah, they like go tennis. forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So, but you like Vanderbilt. Van- Where are they from? Nashville. They're a college? It's a college in Nashville. Uh, did not go there. <laughs> Why the obsession? Because uh, we didn't have proteins growing up, so... I thought you uh, said we didn't have proteins. <laughs> proteins. <laughs> we were very, very yeah. malnourished. Yeah. You didn't, uh, you didn't have pro team, so you rooted for. Uh, so Vanderbilt. we went. Uh, yes, I had, a, I had a cousin, an older cousin that uh, coached for them in the seventies as well. So uh, in our family, we just kind of like watched Vanderbilt, and uh, I just like fell in love with them, and uh, I've watched them for you know, my whole life. Mm-hmm. So 
it is uh it is an obsession and it's and it gets weirder i can see it getting weirder now like as i get older because it's uh i don't know because they're 18 year old kids mm-hmm. like i'll follow them on twitter like <laughs> if they're thinking about recruiting i'm like oh let me follow them and then if they don't go to vandy i unfollow them <laughs> but that's even, so crazy know, it's crazy uh, it's children it's children it and then you unfollow them because they yeah. didn't go to the right school yeah. What's well, brutal to even follow them, like, because it's like they're kids, so their their tweets are like, oh, it's like not just the they, they're the ones that have like fifty thousand tweets, and it's just the worst forty eight followers. Yeah, and you're just like, oh god, just go to Vandy and then get out of Vandy, and I'm like, I can move on with my life. You don't have to follow them, but I want to give them a little support. It is weird to think that it's a bunch of kids like way younger than us, like almost half our age. Now it really is. Now yeah. it's like, I mean, they're like, yes, they're very young. Running around and yeah. you are really invested in the body movements of an 18 year old. Like you yeah. and, and what he's thinking and what he's looking at and how yeah. he's throwing. And you're a grown man and going, do it better. You got to do it. And yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> you got to do it. He's got to. He's got to do it. It's, uh, you know, it can, it can be very weird. And very, you know, but... Now, how far... See, one of the things that often comes up when we talk about sports on the show is, like, how far back do you go? They don't... They're just random kids from a, a, across the globe. Mm-hmm. Anyone could go to Vanderbilt. But yeah. do you... Once they're in, it's just kind of like you just kind of whitewash their past, or who, then they just belong to the school. You understand what I'm saying? Like, all the best Red Sox players are, you know, from the Dominican yeah. Republic. None of them represent Boston. Nobody really represents Nashville. Yeah. Or that really gives a shit about yeah. the school. They all just want to be pro players. But yeah. you have this emotional tie that started with you being from there. Yeah. So it's almost like un, unfair. It's lopsided. Well, I think they do have, like, they got to have an emotional tie because, like, they're playing. Because, you know, this, a lot of them go, a lot of Vandy players go four years because it's not, you know, like, uh, they're. <laughs> a lot of them go four years. So they're very, like, you know, I think when uh, in football, it's like, I think that's a, like a special part of their life. Yeah. I'm you know? still laughing at ladies' podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like a ladies' podcast. Right in the middle. You're like, when's kickoff? Let's do it right then. <laughs> Let's do this so this you is... can't see anything. <laughs> do you like the ritual of it that you, you you get involved, you watch it, it's something to do, it's something to look forward to and all like like it's like breaking bad, but it lasts longer. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. a commitment. It I do like it. I've gotten a little bit like I'm not as like now, like you know, now that you have like a fam, fam. Now I have a family, so you have a kid. So it's like there's it's times I've had to like you know. I mean, a Vandy game is like that's where I won't like. I'm like I got to see that live, live, but, but like, on TV. But yeah, I want to. Oh yeah, or I can DVR it and like I'll watch it later. And luckily, no one ever knows Vandy, so it's not like the score gets. No one's ever like, oh, did you see the Vandy score? Like right, no one's even, uh, right. no one even knows what it means when I say right. Vandy. <laughs> right. Uh, so how deeply is this tied psychologically? I, I know I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry, but no. how deeply is it tied to like, uh, what do you chase? Is it, is it a father thing? Your dad liked it? No, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's just, just pure. It's a guy. Like you a grew normal, it out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't grow guys. Guys grew it. I don't, I'm, you're the much weirder person. <laughs> College football and football in general is crushing it in just human life. And you don't like it, so I'm not. Even the girl in the room likes it. So I mean, I, I was really the girl in the room, Pete. 
<laughs> who is? <laughs> well, this is my lady's yes, podcast. This is your lady's I'm trying to understand the emotional tie to the thing. I guess what uh, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting my thing. In my family, my father liked the Red Sox, and then my brother liked the Red Sox, and then that was their thing, and I felt excluded from that. Yeah. For you, you just like enjoyed it because your friends watched it. There's no like psychological tie to it. I think you like sports. I mean, I do wish like you know. Uh, you know, sometimes I think about, like, if you could do comedy or, like, if I could have been, like, a world-class athlete or something, mm-hmm. it's like, maybe I would have liked to have been an athlete. More. But, huh? More. More. Quarterback, I think though? So. Like, the, the stand-up position uh, of the football? Man, it, it goes between, like, uh, running back. Sometimes, like, a cornerback would be nice on defense. Yeah. Little, well, the people uh, that I've heard of are quarterbacks and running backs. Yeah. Like, em- Emmett Smith, that, yes. that's, he's a running back. Yes. I played yeah. him in a video game. Oh, yeah. He was good. Uh, he was good. He, he was, was fast. Yeah. If and you mashed X, he was even faster. If you held it down? If I didn't hold, I'd mash. Just, yeah. Yeah, bursts. Uh, I feel you haven't played a game since he's been in the game. He's been retired for years. So, like, that's, I don't even know. Like, you're talking about the first video game ever of football is what you played. And you're like, you played Bo Jackson. Do you know Bo Jackson? I know Bo yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Because he had cool shoes. He had cross trainers. They made up a shoe for him. Yeah. That's why he's cool. He is pretty cool, but just no. I understand the appeal of an athlete. You might want to. Do- gr- he's he's Bo Jackson too with greatness. I, I I'm obsessed like too with greatness with so beyond Vandy. There you go. But like uh, like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. I'm like it's pretty unbelievable to watch something where it's like there's only like a handful of people that's ever lived that are like them. Yeah, like they're so to me like that's like. It's like something special. You're like, man, I'm not. This Absolutely. is crazy that you're seeing this. That this guy can Absolutely. what he can do. In fact, I watched the Bo Jackson uh, forty for forty yeah, or the ESPN, thirty thirty for yeah. thirty, and uh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I love stories like yeah. that, like mythology of somebody that like he's leaping over rivers and stuff, and just like can't be. They show injured. him running up against the wall. Yeah, and like, and they're just like how like that clip gets aired so much, but like how they were like that's not even like yeah a thing that a thing people, that people do. Yeah, and he just ran a wall up. Yeah. And then came back down. And that was like just so he could slow down. He had to run face on a wall. And you're like, that's insane. That gets like it's 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 wild. And it's weird. He was faced with a wall and he was like, I can either crash into it or I could try something new. Yeah. And he ran and up I'll it. I'll run up it. To slow down. Yeah. And, Not I, to- and take steps back down. He didn't just like run up it and fall on his back. He ran up it, turned. And then took a couple more steps down so he didn't hurt himself. And you're like... Yeah, the, most wall people don't have the foresight to be like, I to shouldn't injure back. myself. They get halfway up and they don't know what they're going to do then. They're like, this is not good. I didn't and think Bo this Jackson's through. Like, I'll just go. He's like, you just go back down. Why would you not go back down? <laughs> Same way you came up. Yeah. I like that he couldn't even understand. Like, you know, that was the thing with Jordan is like Jordan couldn't understand when people weren't as good as him. He was like, I don't understand. Like, just be as good as me. It yeah. wasn't like he was even be like, I'm better. I know he would think that, but like... But he was just like, why don't you do what I'm doing? You're like, yeah. well, because I cannot. You know, can I tell you why this, the, the, you're on, you're, again, I'm projecting to you. So don't, you don't have to accept or defend my bullshit. But when no. I think about things like this, even when I hear you talking about like exceptional specimens, yeah. you know what I mean? Just this obsession with people being truly, truly great. What my like inner coward hears from that sometimes is like, the, the, I have this cliche in my mind of a dad that loves sports, and, and they're almost like his children. He looks at Bo Jackson. He followed him since he was in college and all this sort of stuff, and he's so impressed with him. And then he has some fucking dollop of cream son 
who yeah. sucks and has acne and sunstroke and he's just not impressive. Yeah. And the dad's just kind of like it, – it, it threatens me I suppose in that way that it's like it kind of plants that idea. Why can't you be like – this yeah. why can't you be good why can't yeah. you be exceptional where it's externally exceptional you know yeah. what i mean it's a celebration of external exceptions yeah which is great those are great exceptions but then you have the the maybe like pale oblong kid that that has the dad that loves sports that doesn't and the dad being like a real hardcore stereotype who doesn't exist who i'm making up yeah. who only likes external exceptions doesn't have the vocabulary to understand maybe a son that isn't that great i still have that my father came to a taping of my late night show and backstage said you know peter could have been a great ball player he said that backstage at my tv show and he didn't say it he's very proud and he's very supportive yeah. but i i said to him i go dad you know how many ball players would like to have their own late night show? You know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. But it, but even that's external. I'm yeah. still doing something external, yeah. but it's not swinging a bat. It's yeah. not something that like he it's, grew up loving. It's like funny to do this. I feel like we're in a place though where like Superman is everywhere. Yeah. Like so, it's like all the. That's like, true. It's like uh, it's like we focus on like like LeBron. Yeah. And like in this, it's like Superman, which is above everybody. <laughs> like <laughs> we had to make yeah. one up. Yeah, and you're like, it's well, true. that's the same. But that Superman was born inside of like a weakling's heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. those are fantasies to like help escape yeah, the yeah. reality. Like Stan Lee, even when he was like 15, looked the same yeah. as he does yeah, now. now like he's he looked like a really yeah. old man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's drawing comic books and stuff. Now, again, maybe that doesn't resonate to you, but like you being a father, I see the upset. What if your daughter is like clumsy or something? I have a whole other thing about women playing sports, so. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, You're know. not into it. No, she can, There's like I'll, she can. There's like three she can play. What are those? Softball, golf, and uh, no, it's, it might just be two. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, no, it's soccer. soccer. Is that bad? She oh, so she yeah. no, they can play. She can play. But I like I, it is different with a girl. I want her to one. play. I want her to be golf. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want her to be like a girl on a football team. Mm. Like you know, uh, but it's like I like I would like her to play golf. Is it because of protection, or you just don't think women belong well, protection, on the football well, field? I mean, I th- yeah, I, not with uh, guys. I don't because it's just I think. Does that happen? It, that happens sometimes. Yeah, it, it does. Like sometimes they're kickers, or I get like they uh, can play. I'm not saying women are not good athletes. Mm. I think I could beat every woman in every sport. Oh my god! I really you Nate Bargatze I think I today. do. And I would get. Mur- and honestly, I would get murdered yeah. by all these women. Of but, course, of course. But you, I don't know. As a, maybe as a guy, you just think like you know. I think I could play in the WNBA right now. <laughs> like if they let a guy play, I think I could. Like, I don't know if I would start. Like you might have to give me a little time, but I could work my way into a nice rotation in the in the, in the women basketball league. <laughs> Professional women is that it It has to be. I'm (laughs) right. I think women are smarter than me, so does that make it better, right? I suppose. Look, I'm not going to pretend like I can represent the plight of women athletes, but there's no no way. There's no way. There's going to be dribbling and spinning, and they're going to fade away, and it's right over our dumb men heads. Yes, I'm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, but I think every guy. What you said was funnier than what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but uh, every guy like generally probably does really kind of think like if like a, a girl like hey I'll play in basketball you're like all right you're going to immediately think you can beat that girl right just because just just because the way men know, are it, the, yeah but then yes I would I mean I would literally not be able to make the WNBA of course and I would get destroyed but the, the I, I see the reason why I was I was laughing the whole time of course is yeah. that I think that is a man thought. 
I will go into it going, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this, this woman, this girl's played college basketball for 25 years. I haven't played basketball in a, few, in a long time. Yeah. Not even like since, and I just played for my church. Right. And uh, I and I would still go into it with the confidence. Yeah. Through the roof. Right. I, I would say that male confidence, even though it's it's hinged to stupidity, yeah, is is a big part of why we're here as a species. It's like yeah. we're we're the idiots that like even despite facts, yeah. will make gross generalizations in our own favor. Yeah. And sometimes we die, you know, and going yeah. back to caveman <laughs> yeah. days, you'd be like, I yeah. can, it's just a bunch of pumas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you yeah. die. But yeah. like it is that there is something very fun to hear a man just kind of being like, yeah, I yeah, can do, I'll it. do it. Because you're representing a voice in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And such as women, it's just like children. Or, you know, I, well, I shouldn't have linked women and children, but just like any group that I think I might be better than in some recess in my mind i feel like i'm being offensive now no yeah well it's, it's a competitiveness that yeah, you like have like i mean say. all of them are you know but you do it with comedy like you see a guy go up or or any or you see a comic go up yeah and then like if they you know, murder and the people are like i don't want to go after him you're like i'll go after him i don't well, like, well that, 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 that's that's where it helps yeah. us yeah. that sort of same i could be in the wnba yeah. ignorance we're yeah. all saying it's stupid yeah. is why maybe what helped you get into comedy yeah that's sort of like i'll go next like i got this and sometimes you don't sometimes you i mean i think die. we could get in front of people mm-hmm. and be funny to strangers like people that are just like sitting in a room mm-hmm you know, you got to have something that makes you go like, yeah, I think I can get, I, I, can I make say those that. people laugh. It's preposterous. Yeah. It's also preposterous that you just want people to applaud when you get on stage and you haven't done anything. No, it's, we, yeah, it's, and uh, yeah, I'll even sometimes be on stage and I'll think like, I don't, like, I'll start going like, I don't know if I can make these people, even though, even though they're laughing, like, you're like, why are they, mm. like, this seems weird that they're laughing. <laughs> why are they laughing? Yeah. It seems like a, a ruse. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting going back to the gender thing, the times that I've, uh, I remember Becky Donahue. I, do you remember her? Yeah. I did a show with her, and she went, for, it was like one person her than me, and she destroyed. And again, this is just kind of like a vulnerable thing. There was something, there was something gender linked to it. I was like really extra. Not that I should have done better. I was last, so I was supposed to be at the end. This is a yeah. hard area. We're not supposed to talk this way, I guess. But the fact that it was Becky, and it was a woman, and even the crowd, they were kind of cold to her. And then she like fucking insisted and destroyed and then here comes the poster boy of stand-up comedy tall white guy yeah. friendly white yeah, guy yeah. and i was just like couldn't follow it to save my life and i you know i'm trying to think maybe i'm manufacturing this story it did seem to hurt a little bit more my ma- that idiot male ego yeah. that i was like i'm supposed to be the champ because yeah. men are weak and sad and yeah. want to be held and coddled and told to, that they're doing a great job i'm struck with how how much that still affects me. Like uh, on on the show, a lot of the staff are women, and when they're like, "If I do something stupid just while I'm getting dressed," and they're like, "Good," and it like makes me feel nice. Oh yeah, they can. I would like like women doctors are great. Like uh, like yeah, you like to have like if a woman doc anything you know that's like I don't know loving and that you want. That's like, right. But it, them the, to be to to reassure you. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a woman uh, doctor, I I think that I have a much better chance of following their advice or something. Yeah. So I can be like, I did it. Yeah. You there, told it's me not going to be as harsh. It's not like just, you know, like your dad just going, you got to change your role every day. Right. Like, you know, some right, doctor, right, right. you're like, oh, God, leave me alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. It's like a, a woman will just like, you know, be nice and explain it in a better way, in yeah. a motherly way. More nurturing. Well, yeah. that is interesting because I guess that kind of goes back to the football thing is – 
I was thinking about this with poker the other day. There's very few professional female poker players that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch the the big games, it's usually yeah. mostly dudes. Not to say that there aren't exceptions, but I was like, that's beca- like I'm saying this because I think I have a lot of a feminine energy, which is why I'm bad at poker. Yeah. I don't want to humiliate you. I'd honestly rather we all get along. Yeah. I'd rather I would rather like bet hard and almost beat you and then at the end fold and be like I could have had you just so you won't bust out and we can all keep playing. That's that's kind of like associated with girls. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. I was like I think that's why you don't see more female poker players because honestly they and this is just a guess there isn't as much cruelty. That's not always true. Yeah. Some women have more masculine energy yeah. or traditionally associated with masculine energy. But I was saying I play more like a girl, which is why I think traditionally, which is why I, don't, uh, why I think you don't see as many female poker players. Similarly, you're saying on the football field, they don't really have traditionally yeah. the bloodlust. Like, yeah. I want to break your femurs. I mean, like, yeah, they, I mean, they, you see these guys like that will... I mean, that are the right now there's the story of... Uh, the in 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 Canito, whatever his name is from Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. and he uh, like bullied another Miami Dolphins player. This guy's like a lunatic. Yeah, have you heard this story? Like, no, it's, a, it's like a new because it's like <laughs> bullying, but happening like in pro football between two guys that are six seven, three hundred pounds. <laughs> so it's like weird to be like one six seven guys like. This guy's hurting my feelings. Where you're like, well, you're you're six seven, mm-hmm. so your feelings shouldn't matter. You should just go fight him. <laughs> Is what you think, yeah. but the, in realistic, it's like yeah, maybe the guy, like the guy's like psychologically like abusive guy. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's being like he's the guy that's uh, like abusing him is like out of control, a real piece of shit. Oh, what's he doing? Uh, a lot of racial stuff, a lot of like leaving voicemails, a lot of <laughs> a lot of, a lot of crazy, racial stuff. I mean, just crazy racist stuff. And then they, they like did a whole. Th- this guy's like got a history. Are they the same race? No, no. the The white guy is, and there's a black guy, and the black guy went to Stan. The black guy's getting bullied, and he went to Stanford. So he's just he come from like a smart family and stuff. And he's just he's got the body to play football, but he doesn't really have the mind to do it. Like, cause, and that's the, that's the, the thing you're saying. You like he doesn't have he has the power and everything. He doesn't have the traditionally the traditional, associated with masculine. And you energy. see this other guy. Yeah, this other guy. They have video of him just being in a bar with his shirt off, trying to fight everybody in the bar. And you're like, yeah, that guy would play football. That guy's a maniac. And he's like, when all these sports, uh, all these sports reporters were like, like talking about him, saying he's crazy. He started going after some of them. Like it, he made himself look so, like he's so, like kind of a dumb guy that he doesn't like see. Like he's just like tweeting at ESPN guys, going, "Yeah, you know where I'm at. Why don't you come find me?" You're like, this is the problem that we're having. You're not making your case for you at all. Like, just don't say this stuff. But he's just an animal that's just like... He got let loose yeah, into a football yeah, game. That we were trying to get back into the zoo, and we can watch him at a safe distance instead of being amongst us and just, like, trying to kill people. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's like a soldier. It's a little bit like a soldier. Yeah, yeah it, it's like if this guy weren't in the army, or I'm actually thinking back in like Roman days with a sword, yeah, that was just like yeah, yeah. eating someone's face after they're dead. You're like, yeah. I'm really glad there's a war right now. Yeah, I'm glad guy... they're downstairs in the thing and not like, <laughs> yes. you know, that's why I'm watching from way up here. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want like, anything to you know. do with that guy. Again, you're you're shining a light on something that I don't really like. I like that guy who's big and sensitive. The lunatic, it scares me that we're giving him millions of dollars. I agree. And all these accolades, because what's he going to do when he retires? Just come after us? Murder people. He's going to murder people, Pete. That's what he does. Uh, no, I agree. I think uh, I'm on that guy's side. Too. I mean, because when he first the of story course. came out, everybody was like saying like, no, you're a big dude. Yeah. But... It's like I I like that I like a I like heart so I like someone like you know when it's like you see like you know when you see these pro athletes they do something like for like you know kids or something like that sure. like kids that are sick and stuff it like you're like that's awesome I right. love seeing like the realness that's the thing even with the guys that are being great uh, we were talking about earlier like Tiger Woods and Jordan sometimes like I I know like they would be the guys that you honestly probably would never want to meet mm-hmm. because they're going to just disappoint you. Of course. Because they're not even a real person right. in a sense. Like, they're so... Right. I feel that way whenever I see Michael Jordan dressed out for a night on the town. Like, yeah. a huge zoot suit. I'm like, yeah. you're the greatest like athlete ever. ever. You, One of the biggest Who, who dresses you? Ever, yeah. You're wearing your wardrobe from Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. stop it. Yeah, could you? Uh, <laughs> no, they'll, they'll always disappoint you. Yeah, those guys are... You know what's... And it's funny, too, is like, those guys are like... Uh, Charles Barkley was talking about it, where he was like saying, like when you know Tiger Woods got in trouble with all like the girls, but he was like they're in a c- class of only like they can talk to each other, like they're the only two that are like on Earth that can like that know what they're going. Tiger for. Woods and Jordan, yeah, like they might have to go to like uh, like Paul McCartney or but like there's like right. four right that can like be like yeah we're so famous yeah like you're you're above you know. Jennifer Aniston or something. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like you're another level of like right. fame. Right. That people can't, when they see you, they just stare because they're like, I can't even believe I'm looking at your face right, right now. Right, right. And they know, they've been them their whole yeah. lives. So they're just like, yeah, yeah, I see me with diarrhea. I see me sleeping in. I see me with a hangover. Yeah. I'm me all the time. Yeah. But then that absurd shift to just being like a god, like yeah. a god amongst us. Yeah. Is nobody, nobody's as good as uh, Michael Jordan? That hasn't happened yet. No, I mean, LeBron's probably like, uh, going to be like he's athletic enough jordan had just had something about him like he had a competitiveness that no one else had so right. like and jordan's like it'll be interesting to see i mean i think now like with the kids being younger and stuff so they they like like kobe a lot and lebron but you know you, you just, i'll just end up being one of those old dudes that are like jordan what you don't know yeah. how good he was yeah yeah well did you ever see him play live uh i did when uh, in chicago mm. uh we went to uh he played for he was playing for the wizards though it was during his final the Wizards, like, yeah, yeah, but he played at Chicago, so we saw him there, and I saw him in person. And if it weren't surreal enough, he's on a team called the Wizards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, like yeah. He's, it's in the yeah. twilight of his career. Yeah. You're yeah. finally he's getting on. to see him, ladies and gentlemen. The Wizards, the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, that guy's the best guy in the world, is he? Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Space Jam team yeah. that he played for. Like <laughs> the Wizards. He passed to Bugs Bunny. Yeah. 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 Perfect. That would be a yeah. good game. That would be, yeah. People yeah. would watch that. You know, it's funny. I, I do relate to the idea of wanting to be uh, a sports person. I've said this on the show uh, several times, I think, is that when I'm falling asleep, I pretend I'm the greatest basketball player in the world. Yeah. You'd rather be the greatest football player? Uh, Man, I don't know. It's like it all changes. I would probably be basketball at first. No helmet. They no, can see yeah. you. I, but I like I do like helmets. What do you mean? I like like I like headgear. I like equipment. You do? I was a catcher in baseball because I loved putting all this stuff on. I think it's like... The, all, <laughs> Suiting up? Oh, man. Yeah. It's like the best. Helmets and stuff. I've ever played with like G.I. Joe's and stuff. Backwards hard, but yeah. I love them having helmets. Uh-huh. Like, I like I like helmets. Yeah. 
I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I one of my favorite toys that I played with had all this armor that you could yeah. take off and on, and like when he fought other things, it yeah. fell off. Oh, it was, and I was a catcher. Oh yeah. So I know the feeling of strapping it on. And yeah, you, even if you're not good, you feel like you're good. You're like, this is important. Got equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I have more stuff than the I have others. To get, when you have to get dressed, like yeah. if you're up to bat and then like and then you have to switch, like some other guy has to go out and catch the pitcher for while he warms up because you're yeah. like, give me a second, I gotta go, you know, I gotta go put all this stuff on. <laughs> I'm the, I'm kind of a big deal. It goes back to that attention sort of thing. Yeah, that that is the sort of stuff I did like about baseball was being like these are my pads. You're yeah. actually helping me remember. Yeah. It's like I got to put these on. I got to I got somewhere to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like the, it's the kid equivalent of yeah. standing out and you're you're involved in every play of the game. Basically, you know, it, it's it's the narcissist. Well, the pitcher, the batter, the catcher to a lesser extent. Yeah. But these are the stand up positions. Yeah. Those are the people that want to be comedians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, it's all on them. People yeah. are looking at you know them the whole time although i was i was too uh i remember thinking about the pitcher and being like who are these kids that can pitch like where did they get that confidence it's it's in, it's incredibly intense i see it too with kids now like i think about like with with, uh, with these guys that come professional athletes and they are uh they're just so good like and they're so competitive like at a young age when they're like yeah they were five and six and like tiger woods is like golfing good at like six mm-hmm. years old you're like mm-hmm. how do you even have the like, how would you even have a six-year-old kid even, like, want to play? Like, yeah. I don't, like, he wants to win? Like, how does he even understand what that, right. you know, means? And that it really feels like they're supposed to be doing that. Do you, well, I, you know, I'm sorry. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I've been asking people a lot about it lately. Do you think there's a chance that they are some sort of recycled person, that they're back? No, that's, an, I mean. No? No. Just like a different. Like a reincarnation situation is oh, what I'm saying. No. But just you, them? No, no, not not just them, but that like we're all just kind of like coming yeah. and going. I know that's it's far too trippy for the beginning of the show, but I'm just saying when you see people that are just like doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah. at a young age, yeah. like where do they get that? Why 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 that kick in so quickly? Yeah, I get you could. Just, I mean, it doesn't have it to be. Could be yeah, I mean, it could be anything. I, mean, I guess when people are like just smart and stuff, and like right, you know, it's like they just maybe they just think differently. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like think, no. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, it's great. You're, you're just, representing an un, under-spoken uh, uh, people that listen to the show that just want someone to go, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, rein- like, no. like it's, that's two people. Like, yeah. That's how you have to be great is you have to be somehow reincarnated with two people, not just one. <laughs> no, I mean. You have to be merged in. <laughs> what do you with, mean? Like, for, like, so if Michael Jordan's so great, not one human can come back as him. Like he needs like, it's like an accident would happen. And then two really good basketball players would just merge back together. <laughs> oh, you mean appear. Michael Jordan dies and is reincarnated as two people? No, whoever died and became Michael Jordan, yeah. I think two people would have to merge together oh, I to see. make him as great, <laughs> to make him different. That's funny. So, so in that waiting be, room, yeah. two great basketball players. We would just players. be single guys coming back, just a bunch of <laughs> knuckleheads, losers walking back up. Like, I'm hey, a what's going on right now? Like. <laughs> But Jordan would have to be some, like, yeah. freak. It's a fluke. Yeah. Even in, if we are buying into any sort of reincarnation thing, it's a fluke it's, even yeah. then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so you were saying what, what you you like helmets and stuff, but you'd rather be the world's greatest. Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, like, I don't, uh, I mean, if I could pick anything. Now, it's like, it's it all changes. It's like, once you get older, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm starting to, like, like, I mean, I love comedy, so it's like, I can do this forever. So I look at stuff as, like, Doing a fair, like now, if I had to pick a sport, I would almost pick golf. 
because you can play golf till you're 60, set yeah. competitive. Yeah. So it's like I, instead of like you know now I'm thirty you know thirty four so it's like you see like if I was if I played professional sports I would be basically about done mm-hmm. and you're like man that's like you know I still feel like I'm, I'm thirty four but you still feel young and you're like I can't imagine like imagine if our comedy careers had to end today yeah because it's just like yeah you're past your time yeah I, I you would threw be my like knee I got out. a whole life yeah what am I gonna do like the yeah. rest of, you know so. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to think. It's so. crazy. I talked to a lot of Olympic hopefuls, and I was talking to them about that. It's like it's weird that if best case scenario, you'll be my age and like retiring. You know yeah. what I mean? And, 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 and hopefully then, get sports now, be a sports announcer, something. Yeah, like, an announcer. But you got to fight for like. I mean, is, there's how many people retire? A I know, million. I know. So and, like, and one of them, yeah. Charles Barkley gets to, yeah, yeah. gets to do color commentary yeah. or whatever he does. Yeah, post post game analysis. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But that yeah, it is crazy. But I, I think about that too. Is the idea that you're you're you know, we what something Mike Birbiglia told me was that one of the reasons why comedy salaries can seem inflated is because we're playing pro ball too. Yeah, it's like at a certain point, it's not that we can we have to stop, but you do have a window where you can kind of like make a run at it to have to support yourself into your years yeah. where maybe you'll be less relevant. You or, gotta grab whatever you can. Like, yeah, I yeah. people say that. Like, once you start like making good money and like on the road and stuff, and you have your fan base and you have to do whatever. It's like, but you're in it, so you better start. I'd start grabbing. You gotta grab everything and just be like. Well, because you never know. You you yeah. look at those tour schedules of people that were like huge, 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 oh, huge, yeah. and then it's you crazy. know later. Maybe down the line, there there is a little bit of a give and a take, and, and yeah. suddenly they're at these smaller clubs again. So that's why you can't, just like sports players, if a comedian or any sort of musician, doesn't matter, if you start cashing in and it's like, they gave me 20 grand to do eight minutes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you're exciting right yeah. now. But in 20 years, you're going to hope that, you're going to wish that you'd save that money. You can't And have- that 20 grand came from... 10, 15 years of like getting to that point. Like okay, when people nothing. think like, oh, you got twenty grand for eight minutes. You're like, no, no, no. I just twenty grand is basically I made twenty grand over fifteen years. I was making minimum wage yeah. for fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, it's like it was like <laughs> the bare minimum right. at all. So it, like it looks good on paper, right? But it's not like you know. You just, or even if you do a club, like you know, like say like like, I say, like fifteen hundred bucks is like like an average of pe- what headliners get on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like fifteen hundred bucks for like a weekend. You're like, yeah, yeah, but I'm not working for until next month. Right. After that. So it's like, it's not like right. I'm making this every day. Right. That's something that I'm, I'm happy that you're saying that because I think people don't understand. They go like, what do you get for that? And, and you say $1,500 and people are like, that's incredible. That's what I make in yeah. a week or whatever. And you're like, yeah, but uh, like you said, it's going to yeah, be another month be before, before I do it. I see it again. <laughs> I see it again. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Are you touring around a lot? Making 1500 bucks. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, why, that's why I chose that number. It, it's real. That number is real to me. Uh, yeah. No, we're touring around. You know, I'm just trying to do it more. Yeah. So, right. yeah. yeah. You know what's funny, though? When you're talking about like, those guys that don't, I, you might have talked about this probably on, uh, but like about comedy, like the ones that like, uh, you know, fall back down and stuff, and then they're just at clubs. I truly like if the like if there's ever a secret to stand up. Not, and I'm probably not the one to even say it, but it's like it's writing. Like that's the se- like that's it. Mm. It's like once you stop writing, it's like that's when you go back down. Like mm. you know, it's like that. It's like that easy. That's interesting. I, 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 it's just like when you see the guys that are you know 
Louis and the Burr and like the, it's like they're writing and like Marin's come out like they're all just writing and writing and making new stuff and they're all still growing and it's the guys I've worked with like a bunch of guys that were like 80s guys that were like I remember uh, this one guy was telling me he was like he did everything he did Carson like all those shows back then and he was like you know he was here in the boom and he's like we were making so much money on the road M- more than we are making now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like even like re- like the pay was so much good and money was meant so more good. back then yeah yeah and they would, uh, but they made so much. But he was like, none of us kept writing because we were just like, this is a party. We're right. having fun. We're right. making money. Like he's like, the next thing they know, it's like now they're all trying to, kind of they're just stuck. That's in, that's in that. You and I have that Seinfeld obsession, especially back when yeah. I knew you in Chicago. And I read that unauthorized biography. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if this is true because it's from an unauthorized biography. But apparently Seinfeld didn't want to do Carson. Turned it down the first time. Yeah. Carson was such a huge deal to get offered it and to decline it because he didn't want to do it until he had five sets ready. Yeah. So because he saw this guy who went on Carson and crushed, and that was a huge deal back then, yeah. just instant yeah. celebrity. Everyone knew who you were because everyone was watching. Six, seven million people were watching you live, and Carson gives you the okay, and you come over and you talk. Now this guy's a big deal. Comes on the show like a week later something unheard of they had him again because he just crushed he kills yeah. he doesn't destroy he kills though really yeah. really yeah. good then they had him on again and again and again the fifth time kind of soft yeah who's the guy the punchline to the story is i don't even know the name of this guy yeah that's actually the perfect punchline to yeah. the story. Yeah. Who is that guy? I don't know. So Seinfeld was obsessed with not doing that. You yeah. always and you said growing. You're right. The reason why Louis and Burr and you said Marin are, are I agree are so compelling is because they don't stop growing. Yeah. The second you get a little bit comfortable and coast, I think you're completely fucked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. You stop it and like and it is too. You got to look at that like I always did that, like in New York. You see guys that were like just be bouncing around, and they've just been there forever. And those guys scare me. Th- that almost scares me more than seeing Burr would motivate me. Is because I'm just like I-, I can't like be that. Like I can't like I, I know exactly. I'm worried what you're that saying. it's going to like all go away, and like you know. Are, are we saying the same thing? I see people that have just kind of rooted down in a scene, scenes that you and I yeah. used to be like. Imagine being in that scene, oh, yeah. and now I'm like. Those guys, that's what the, that's all they do. They do this, a lot of them, I'm not saying everyone, a lot of them do the same 15 minutes and try and get laid and try yeah. and get some weed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, those guys, you wouldn't even, like, I remember moving to New York. I mean, you, you, you just see, when you first get there, is like, I remember, there was guys that I don't even know what they're doing now. They mm-hmm. might not be doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I would have, if you told me I could be them when I moved to New York, I would be like, yeah, that would be mm-hmm. cool. I can be that person. And I like, so it's like, it's funny. It's like, you just see like comedy just opened my eyes to like really comedy. And the fact that like, I just was like, oh, this guy's, in, oh wait, that guy's not, oh, that guy. And then it's yeah. like, then you, then you just keep going up and up and then you're like, oh, okay. Now I know right. who the best guys are. Well, the best guys aren't necessarily who the who it seems. It's not yeah. necessarily obvious. In fact, when we were coming up with Burr, I, Burr was very established. I was, yeah, no, but I was there. You know, I remember Burr's the guy for me as well because I, I feel like we saw his. We, we saw, saw him it. tip. Yes, we saw him tip. Yes, here's. I don't think he'd mind me saying. Because he didn't say it in a mean way. I just remember I told Jim Gaffigan that I was opening for Bill Burr. And it was years and years ago. I'm yeah. saying like six, seven, eight, nine years ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm middling. And he's like, for who? And I go, Bill Burr. And he didn't make fun of him. He just goes, Billy Burr? Yeah. Like he couldn't believe that he was headlining. Because yeah. this was a very long time yeah. ago. But like, I, which I 
kind of didn't understand at all because he was so great to yeah. me. But that was that they got to see this guy coming up. Yeah. We got to see him explode. We Wait, I was at his HBO one night stand. Did you go? No, that? I didn't. But it was him and Patrice. I, I saw him. Sorry, I saw him the night after. Yeah. At the Comedy Cellar, and he's such a fucking sweet guy. And a, but a ball breaker, especially at the yeah. comedy cellar. But I saw a genuine moment, and he didn't give a fuck. He he was nice. He was always he's always been very nice to me. Yeah. But he didn't necessarily give a fuck about me. Yeah. So it meant even more when he was nice to me. You know yeah. what I mean by that? Yeah. yeah. He had no reason to like me or yeah. be nice. He's to me. Bu- he's been doing it longer than you. You're not in his yeah. circle of friends. Like, I'm not in. Yeah. A, yeah. He could he yeah. could have written me off. Yeah. But he didn't. And I said, "How was it?" And he just went, "You know, it couldn't have gone better." Yeah. Did, and I when he when he said it couldn't have gone better, I was like, it must be, it must have been it's something. Was uh, I mean, it was like crazy. Yeah, it was uh, Patrice. They did two shows. Uh, so the, I went to the first taping, and Burr went up first, then Patrice. Burr did so well, and like I don't like so Patrice went after him. I don't I don't really believe like when people the following thing when people like you can't follow someone. You can follow everybody, but it's not following the comic. It's like the energy they take out of the room because people are laughing so hard. Yeah. It just takes people a minute to adjust back. If you throw someone up immediately after someone murders, then it's going to be hard for that person, but not because they're not a good comic, just because people were excited. They were like, yeah. I just saw this great guy. Right. They're like, let me like calm down for You're a second. You're absolutely right. The right move is to just not try yes. too hard up top and just be like, hello. Yeah. Ease into it. Let them calm down. It's no one. Everybody can follow everybody. And everybody can murder and make it hard for whoever's after them. The mistake is to go on after someone like yeah. Burr destroys and try and keep going, match their, match their yeah. energy. That is a huge mistake. Yeah. In fact, the the powerful move is to go up and be quiet yeah. and and let it reset. But this is Patrice is uh, taping, so yeah. he has to. Right. But I mean, he didn't have trouble. But I mean, you could just tell it took a second for the room to readjust. Yeah. Patrice didn't. Have, I'm sure. Burr had the same problem when they flip flopped mm-hmm. the next show, and Patrice went up first. I'm sure Burr. Is this had... the special where Burr closes with uh, black guys going into white neighborhoods, and yeah. you, you start by your yeah. slouching in the chair, and then you start straightening up your seat? I think so. It was that. It was the going the streets too, like by yeah. 100th Street. You're like, huh? Getting a little, yeah, getting a little hush. Hard to breathe. Yeah, 112th Street. <laughs> once the numbers go up, you see cabs going over the horizon, disappearing. Like, yeah. <laughs> It was, it was something. It was unbelievable. Yeah, to like just be in there and like see it, and then you know, I mean, and then Patrice right after, and you're just like, these, this is it. Like these are the dudes. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, these were the guys that like I didn't even I wouldn't have known like if I was just a fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. You still might not know. Like I mean, Burr is huge, but like it's still not everybody in the middle of America might not know who Burr. If you walk down the street, right. They're not always going to be like, yeah, Bill Burr, like it's Seinfeld or something. But like that guy is, you know, it's just, I don't know. It was special to see and yeah. to see those guys like. But we, so we would be at the Boston. Yeah. And I, you were there with me. It's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. This We sh- maybe should have opened with this, but I don't yeah. care. We were at this club called the Boston Comedy Club at the same time. Yeah. And we you would. You got me in there. And I got you in there. I did. Yeah. You moved, you moved from Chicago six months before I did. Right. And then. You when told I, me before that you were kind of following me or whatever or being like i'm gonna do what this kid does yeah well you would go like yeah you left and then uh and then i left kind of after you yeah because you were doing it i don't know how long you've done it now well i was doing it three years when i left okay for i was York. about a year and a half so i'm like yeah it was like right behind you like yeah and i was like chicago was like you know it's like i wasn't like you were much more in the scene than i was 
because I, I just started. That's where I started. Right. I was so new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, and then you left, and then I left about, I think I got there about six months after you, and then you were barking, handing out flyers for the mm-hmm. Boston Comedy Club uh, with Dustin, and then you got me in with Dustin. That's right. Yeah. Well, you were so funny. It, it was like, it was a... It was yeah, a, I mean, it's a barking position. And it's yeah. a barking position. I didn't no, really do you a no, favor. No, he did. No, you yeah. did. Because that was that, I, I, that's where I learned that, like everything yeah. was I, at that club. It, it, it made a big difference for me as well. Uh, you know, being able to go up every night made a big difference. Yeah, and the best guys went there. Well, like yeah. Burr. Yeah, Burr. All of Ben, like Judah, Ben Bailey, Todd Barry. Like, I mean, yeah. all every Big J, Metzger. Like, you're seeing everybody. Yeah. Uh, and you're learning from everybody, right? And you are learning from everybody. Yeah. And you're, I, I also learned a lot of what not to do. To yeah, be honest, yeah. you saw yeah. some of the worst stuff ever. Yeah. You know, on weird nights, uh, someone else is booking it, some like theme night or something. You just saw it all. Yeah, you saw everything at that club. It had such a weird, unsettled vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I went to tables one night there. You did? There, a server didn't show up, and I was like, I've waited tables before, and I waited tables one night. <laughs> you did. And then went up. <laughs> you went up that night? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you remember this night, though? I bet you do. Uh, it was just death. Everyone was dying. Everyone was dying. And then I saw Bill do something that I admire and, you know, to this day. It, it would still be as impressive to me is yeah. what I mean. Is he went in and uh, and just didn't – he insisted on doing well. Yeah. It and it was And it wasn't – tricks it wasn't like stay with me folks crowd work or or he just went on and the second he went on he must have just had a great set because he had this electricity to him that he almost looked out on the crowd like it was full and it wasn't and just started crushing yeah crushing it was it was alchemy he took nothing and turned it into gold, this terrible night that everybody was hating. And I still remember the line that he did. He goes, Saddam Hussein isn't as crazy as Hitler. He doesn't. He still has the full mustache. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, being in that place and seeing that is kind of what I think inspired both of us to be like, oh, there is a way to not just To do- be a professional comic and, like, to be a pro, to where instead of you not being a guy that's just, like, making fun of con or, like... Because you almost have to get out of, like, the coolness of, like, trying to be cool. You're like, yeah, I'll just go up and do whatever. Like, I don't really care about whatever. Right. And you're like, no, it's like, these guys are like, it's in, like, it's like no, I'm going to be the best comic. And I'm going to do, like, uh, I'm going to murder. And I'm going to try to murder. And I'm going to try to be great. And mm-hmm. try to keep getting better. Right. Because that's the risk. When yeah. you're really swinging for the fences, it's more embarrassing to strike oh, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Burr's writing these big pieces. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the safer guys would do like smaller, you know, shorter things. And, and, or crowd and act, work. You go in a, you know, a crowd work. You don't or, even yeah. risk your material in that situation. Yeah, that's right. But he's risking this yeah. thing that he's clearly worked on. Yeah. And, and then the fact that the guys that I started with were Gaffigan and then Burr in that yeah. order yeah. was just remarkable. Oh, it's crazy. They, I, you know, Boston had like, uh, I remember the word, the, the bomb that stuck with me the most was from Boston. Because one night I remember everybody was mur- everybody was like going up doing great and all like uh, I don't know if you might have already been gone but like uh, Devonchi was there and I just like saw her she was writing on a show yeah it's awesome it's crazy uh, I yeah saw I'm so happy for you her. ever yeah. run it I'm really happy for yeah. her too I ran into her and I, she was like too casual about it yeah. like I was like what the yeah, fuck yeah. she was surprised but she acted like I didn't know she was in L A yeah. I didn't know I'd ever see yeah, her yeah. again yeah. here's this person that like yeah. just a blast from the past Devonchi yeah. can tell uh, but she, like everybody did, everybody was, she murdered like I follow, I think I followed her. And I thought, oh, I was like, you know, it's like the, it was the first like 
uh, confidence I went on stage with that I was like, all right, I'll do good. And then I go, I mean, I couldn't have done worse. Yeah. It went so bad. And I mean, it like hurt me in my, my stomach, like hurt. I had to go walk around like just by myself. I had a shirt that I never wore again because of that. Because of that set? Yeah. I, I, like, I think it was oh. like a button-down shirt, and I tucked it in. It was something different. <laughs> and, uh, you had to look I, at every element. Yeah, I was just like, this whole whatever I'm doing right oh. now is changing. Yeah, get rid of that. Yeah. I remember watching you and watching you change, too. That was, I, I got to watch you grow. And and remember, uh, Dustin let you host one week. Yeah, remember, and I and yeah, we were yeah. all that we're like, is it going to work? It's low energy. Yeah, and I remember he said it was like it was great. It was like kind of like porch time comedy. Like you were just yeah. kind of casually bringing in. people up. That's still up. the question everybody says: Is it going to work? It's low energy. And still, like that doesn't disappear <laughs> ever. You're not really low energy though. No, you know what? Before we get out of Boston, yeah, no, no, like, stay on the Boston. Uh, no, but I want. Uh, I think it was like I think you said it. And I might have been like when you read Dane Cook when you talk about hearing uh, Dave Chappelle saying David Chappelle on the like oh, I was there too. You were, and I remember that. That's like I was so happy to hear you say it because <laughs> I didn't know you heard it either. Well, tell and people what we're talking about. When Dave Chappelle like would always come by, he came by it, like uh, most nights. Yes, yes. So he was there a ton. Like, so much that you eventually was like, dude, come on. Like, I'm so yeah. happy you said that, because that was one of the weirdest nights of my life, was that I uh, wanted to leave, because yeah. I was hosting, yeah. like, every night. And if he showed up, it meant, like, two hours yeah. of being like, amen, yeah. you know, just yeah, talking yeah. to the crowd and, and smoking. You, and stuck, yeah. And I was like, I just want to go. He was yeah. here yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen all, like, you know. But he... Uh, not that he's not great, of course. No, but, I mean, anybody you see, you can't see... So Every uh, night for yeah, two hours. Uh, but he, I remember him like pulling up, and he was on the phone, and he parked, and then, and then he was like walking in. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was doing talking to like you know some booking a flight. Yeah, booking a flight. Somebody goes David Chappelle, like and just like to give them their name. And I just remember thinking like what? Yeah, like it's so weird. And then he just, went C H E C H A P P E L L E. Yeah, which I I knew how to spell because I had to make all the posters for the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just, oh, I was yeah, like, doesn't yeah, this woman know? Yeah. That was at like the peak of his fame. Yeah. yeah. And it's Dave Chappelle booking the ticket. Did, did, did David throw her off? And the, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, oh, I thought it was him. It sounded like him, but it was yeah. David. Yeah, his voice is so, like, I thought that too is like, you know, they, yeah, you're thinking like, do they not, people not go, wait, are you yeah. Dave Chappelle? And you you're go, not allowed to. All right, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'll take over from here. I'll tell you, now, I, I got a couple of Boston things that I think you'll remember. I one time... I'll never forget it. I dropped a brick on my foot. There's a brick keeping my air conditioning in in the, in the apartment. And I lifted the air conditioner up, and the brick fell out and, and landed on my foot. And, like, I was limping. Like, I yeah. had to ice it. I was elevating it. Like, could barely walk. And then I went to the club and uh, limped on the stage, did the set, did well, walked off the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. The adrenaline yeah. of doing well yeah. healed my foot. Yeah. There's something to be said about like revivals and stuff and people yeah. clapping and cheering and yeah. stuff. It, it you know, and I'm not saying that takes away necessarily from the experience of religious people. I'm just saying part of it is you get your heart beaten and and you have some fun. Sports. It goes back to, I mean sports when the guys are on the field they play hurt like they can yeah. run on uh you know well, uh, all those people leg. cheering, yeah. Yeah, you're cheering, you're running for your life, a guy's trying to attack, like, you don't, like, think, you're not like, oh, my my leg really hurts. It, yeah, the adrenaline takes over. And your you brain, take off. Yeah. your brain completely shifts. Yeah. Yeah, God, that, that club, I remember when that club closed, the Boston closed, and I, I felt guilty that I was glad that it was uh, closing. Yeah. Because I felt like I had done enough time there. 
Yeah. It, it, was a, it, was, it was a dark place. This actually brings me to something. Remember, I tried to take you to UCB. I think maybe I've even told this story on the show before because it was such a weird moment. You, we were at this crossroads. We had been doing the same thing. And yeah. then I started going more to the rooms like yeah. UCB and, and some of the, like Rafifi and stuff, yeah. which I remember seemed like uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Because this is the story. I, I went to UCB in New York and I was like, come on, Nate, you, you should go to like hump night or yeah, school yeah. night or something. And uh, I go down the stairs and like you didn't even like want to go down the stairs. <laughs> I, it, I felt like I was trying to get like a uh, like a kitten almost yeah. to come in the house. Yeah. And you were just like, uh, it's not for me. Like you wouldn't go down. Yeah. Like you had this like natural aversion to anything that wasn't like legit New York comedy, like the clubs. Wait, what? Yeah, I think it's not like, uh, I mean, it's not legit New York. I don't know. It's like, I mean, I do, like now I, I go to them all. Of and, course like, you do. You have to, you, that's when you do realize that you can't just do one or, or either side. You got to mix it up. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think at the beginning, well, I think we, I don't know. It's like, I was like a guy that I thought you had to go through the club. Back then, it was like, you know, it was like the clubs were everything. Mm -hmm. So that was like, this is what you do. You go to the clubs. And then when you went and did the other stuff, it was like, I mean, I remember it. Like, you got best week ever. It's like, but too, it was like, it was like weird to see, like, you were like, you used to hang out with Big J. Yeah, a lot, mm -hmm. and then it was like then you went and you started doing those stuff, and then as I think you and Matt McCart like the, did y'all start hanging out then like not really or, oh. not till later, but who were my friends back then? I don't really. I you're right. I was hanging out with Shacky, like Big J. Oh, I was hanging out with Big J and, and yeah. Dan Shacky and all those yeah. guys when I was in the club. Yeah, yeah. And then I did. There is a little. It's interesting. You're making me remember. There is a little bit of a breakup mentality. It was like, oh, I thought you were with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought you were going to eat at Mamoon's every night, yeah. which I did. Yeah. And then and then you start going to these clubs. I remember. I don't think he'd mind me saying if he hears it. Dustin, uh, who ran the Boston. I think he felt like a little bit uh, betrayed. He was yeah. because I would be like, "I'm not coming in on Wednesday yeah. because I'm going to do this other room." Yeah, uh, which is kind of a preposterous idea to me because now I, you know, you just take a night off because you want a night off. But I only took a night off to do another yeah. room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and there was a little bit of mentality of like, I thought you were our friend. Yeah, no, right? it is because well, you go, especially like coming up together is like. Uh, you know, it's weird, like with the friends. You know, because it's like we're. I mean, we're you're, you're you're friends with everybody in a sense, especially like going same way you can meet meet a comic. Uh, I met Jasper Red the other day. I've never met him, but like it's like we talk like we've right seen each. You know, because it's we just know about each other for so long, right? But it was that I remember like then was like you know if you go in there and then you got like best week ever. It was like you you, you just started moving up a little bit and. At the time, it's like I didn't understand. I went and did a lot more stuff with Dustin, a lot of the clubs. Uh, so I didn't understand going completely. And when you'd go to that Rafifi and stuff and like hang out, it's like you'd have to like sit there. I remember Mulaney booked it. Like, so I remember emailing John Mulaney, being like, hey, can I get on the show? And they're like, yeah. It's just insane to think now. I know. Uh, <laughs> Dear like Nick John. Pro yeah. <laughs> And just he was a yeah. dude that booked the the, the room, right? Like, well, he he hosted it too. Yeah, like these are they had their own shows. Well, I thought it was booked, Nick Rolls. It was Nick. It was called and uh, it was called Oh Hello, I think. Yeah, it was eventually yeah. called Oh Hello, and it, there was Welcome to Our Week, which was Nick Kroll and yeah. Jesse Klein, and then Jesse Klein couldn't do it anymore, and it became Mulaney and Nick yeah. Kroll. Yeah, yeah, and then I remember I emailed these people as well. It was, yeah, it's a nuts thing. Yeah, that you just eat. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could probably still find the emails of just yeah. like being. Like, hey, yeah, how fun is yeah. that? Yeah, it's 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 uh, something weird. But like hanging out, like you know, in that uh, I, I wasn't in there. 
like in that sense of like you went in there were you were very well accepted as when you are you're a very friendly guy so when you walk in it's like you're just you can like go with i think we all in a sense all can but like i can be a little more standoffish i understand if i'm going to sit with you i'm not gonna be an animal that's like you can't handle but like you know to go i mean i you know what i'll be honest coming here like when come when i come to meltdown it's like i'll see katie who I know uh, very well, and it's like I see you guys, but if you're around you and Kumail, who I've known forever, I feel a little like it's just like a little like this isn't I'm not with you guys. Interesting. Like it feels like that, and I've known you guys probably longer than I've known anybody. Yeah, I will, in I, comedy, I will relate to that. If I go to the Laugh Factory and there's a table with like Dean Del Rey and Chris D'Elia, yeah. yeah, there's like two. I, these are two people who are not threatening that's yeah. the point you're yeah. saying kumail and i are not a no. threat to you you'll be my friends i've known you're you my friend yeah. Yeah. yeah but still i'll be there and that's one of the weirdest uh i'm gonna say i'm in tools. your world exactly for a decade yeah for a decade yeah. but that's one of the weirdest tools in the comedian's tool belt is to be comfortable in these uncomfortable situations yeah. and some of them are just going to the rooms that aren't your yeah. cup of tea aren't aren't necessarily your bread and butter, yeah. and that's all we did. We learned that really uncomfortable skill. I'm putting in quotes when we all went to all, all those terrible open mics. Yeah. You used to go to shows and know no one. Yeah, you didn't even know if the show was going to be good, and it's humiliating. Literally, no one too. Like that's yeah. it's so crazy. Like you don't no know one. one person, and you're going to go talk in front of them. You're going to go up. No one's expect. It's not like headline in a club where you don't know anybody. Cause yeah, it's like you're expected. Right. It's like you're like uh. It's just a. It's like twenty people in a room going. I can do this, and that guy's like, I can do it too, and you're like, we don't know anybody. <laughs> and I mean, it's a weird thing to go like. I mean, I don't need. It makes me like, I don't know if I could even do it right now. Like, it's like, yeah, it's no. I, I look com- at that, and I'm like, that's the le- you start when you start comedy. You start in the least ideal and most difficult situation. Yeah, going up in these rooms that I don't think I could do it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without resorting to some sort of like crowd work, yeah, or charisma or just like i'm gonna not i'm gonna throw my set by just talking and that'll be different but just going up and starting yeah. your jokes yeah it's it's, it's incredibly uncomfortable it's yeah. the, one of the scariest things in the world yeah. so that's really interesting i know exactly what you're talking about you come here and for some reason it doesn't feel like your home court and even though we're all basketball players you're just like a little bit like where do i stand yeah you stand like you know you'll be back there and it's like well you, there's like so much uh like to get like real, like I feel like I can get to really is like there's so much like that you don't know what like people think. I think that's like the hardest like part like where like everybody like if you guys are here, it's like you know everybody loves you guys and like these people are you have you have like real fans and stuff. So it's like when they come here, it's like oh my god, I can't believe Pete's here. And then so when you come in, it's like you know when we all start to get, it's like it can be difficult to see that. And then just like they could be like, oh, who's this like dude sitting right here? And then you're just you know it's like it's right, hard, right? It's, it's like hard to take it's like going when i go on the road and someone's like like a comic will pick you up and then just be like you know we're talking about you know you talk, I talk about comedy because what are you gonna talk about with those people like, <laughs> and so you're just like oh who do you like and then he's like they're like pete Owens my favorite comic and you're like you just sit there you're like i don't know like i start like you, you don't know if you're like am i doing something wrong like i can't even like you know i don't want to come off jealous it's not a jealousy thing it's no like, i know exactly yeah. what you mean it's like you know it's but it's a thing of like just being like golly like these like you're worshipped and you're just yeah. want to be like i just want to get to that 
you know, it's like just want to get there. Right, right, right. That's right. why you want to make it. I would always tell my managers this too. It's like, I just want to, like, don't make me hate my friends. That's all I want. Like, I just want to get above. Oh, Nate, that's so good. When you get, like, I don't want to hate. I want to have my own thing. Yes. So then I can be like, I can be happy for everybody. Right. But I got to get my own thing yes. until I'm happy for everybody. You're saying something that really needed to be said on the show. Because I talk about how in this community, like, no one's jealous of anybody. Yeah. Like, I'm not jealous of Kumail. Kumail's doing that HBO show, yeah. and they're doing the Meltdown show, and it just, just doesn't even register. Does, yeah. It comes off very, you're like, ah, he's doing this. Like, tomorrow night, he's yeah. making 1500 to do yeah. that. You know, like, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, the reason why he doesn't make me jealous is exactly what you're saying, is because you carved out your own little thing, yeah, and then sure. you're like, yeah, this will yeah. be fine. Yeah. And even before the TV show, it was like, I have my podcast, and I have my uh, the weirdos, and all that sort of stuff. I felt comfortable, you know You're what I mean? pulling your own, yeah, exactly. So Instead you have, of just you floating around... Right and just being like, what's going to be but my that's, thing? That, and that's everybody. And that yeah. was me. I remember very. You made me have a very distinct memory of someone telling me that Kyle Kinane was their favorite comedian. Yeah. And Kyle is one of our old friends. Yeah. Known him forever. Yeah. Saw Kyle back in the day when he was like just a year or two away from open micing it. Like he yeah. had only been doing it three years or so. And to have people be like, "Oh yeah, Death of the Party" is like the most incredible. It's like a yeah. virtuoso album, and you're like. Knucklehead Kyle? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like the guy who I saw at the Lions and take his shirt off, blackout drunk, and go up and like practically throw up on stage is, is your favorite comedian? Cha- yeah. Changes ch- people's lives were changed. <laughs> people's lives were changed. Yeah. If they knew, if they could like shake Kyle's hand, yeah. they would. Kyle like- is, uh, I didn't see him in Chicago. So he, I, 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 I'll never have anything. Not that I have something towards him, but like any kind of jealousy because he I, he's removed. Oh, I see. So you're like, talking about the people you came up with. It's it's it, that those are the those are it. Like if yeah. someone's removed, I'll never with Big J or like uh, Metzger. Like those guys are above me. Yeah. So I don't always have. I will never be jealous of those guys because they they I always you're a saw people and above a senior, me. Yeah. It's when it's the big group that's around you that you like. That's like when you know, and it's it becomes less and less. I can say as you get sure. more, yeah, because uh, it's either you're going to either keep up with them, or you're there, I mean, it's just going to get out of control. Like you know, like just it's like if a comic don't like make me hate my friend. Yeah, that's all you want. Yeah, that's like, but you if can't a comic do, what? If a comic like says like Aziz, they're like, like how's Aziz get? Like Aziz is so famous now. You're like, you sound like an idiot because yeah. he's so like that's over, man. Right, like, that guy. Yeah. is was supposed to be that big, and he's so big now. So don't even like. Right. That's ridiculous to bring his name up. Right. So it's like you, you can't, you know, your argument, I don't know. I don't know. Aziz was never even, because I was never really around him. Well, I, that happened That happened to me. Aziz, uh, this comes up, and I, I like repeating this point, is when people get obsessed with how their peers are doing, the people yeah. that have been doing it as long as them or less yeah. at time than them. And even like Bo, Bo Burnham, like mm-hmm. I know when you were talking about, I know Bo does well for himself. Yeah. I'm not saying uh, anything that I don't think people could probably figure out. He's been doing it, you know, one eighth as long as somebody, oh, yeah. you know, like Keith Robinson or something, yeah. who's hilarious at the yeah. seller. So those guys will burn up and get angry at your Aziz's or your bows or whatever. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about Keith. I'm talking about people like Keith, because I don't know if that's actually true. I'm saying, like, the real problem is when you start hating your neighbor, literally the guy next to you that you started with, yeah. that will eat you up in a different way. It, it eats you up. Yeah. It does. But it's like, but it's, it's never a hate. I, I would say, like, there's never... Uh, it's not like a true hate, but it's just like a, it's a frustration, yeah. and it's like you're just sitting there, like... Two is like you feel like uh, 
you know, like I can say like how I felt. Like sometimes like you're doing this material and like, you know, when people say, oh, you're great, you're funny, blah, blah, blah. But then you're kind of still stuck in this like small, like, I don't know, just in this circle. You're just sitting there like I'm having to like waste material. Like, like you know, it's because I didn't have an album or people are not buying it. Like, so or if you put an album out, you're like, I don't know if anybody's listened to it. Like, mm-hmm. is that am I just wasting all of that? Like. If someone's like, are you going to retire from that? I was like, I don't, why would I? I think 80 people have heard it. So <laughs> I'm not going to retire the material because retire, 80 yeah. people listen to it. As long it. as those 80 don't come. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, a, but it's, yeah. It, it is a weird, like even coming here and stuff, like, like not now, but like, even though I am comfortable now, like coming here, it's like, but it's, yeah, it is like you feel you're out of your, uh, right. It's weird how you like people, you know. You know, I get along with uh, Kurt Brawlholner. Yeah, like me and that guy are the same. And really, just yo, and you wouldn't think it. No, I wouldn't. Uh, oh, we are like, like I mean, just like when we hang out and stuff. Like afterwards, <laughs> it's like, it's it's like it's I don't know. Tell me why. Uh, probably the drinking. <laughs> That's probably why <laughs> we get along very well. The drinking, like uh, I don't know. It's just funny. It's funny to see. Uh, you know, sometimes you just hang out with people and like you wouldn't even think. Like that's what's interesting about comedy. Like whatever their if their comedy styles, you can lump people in, mm-hmm. and then you go, oh, they're not like that at all. Like mm. they're different, or they like this, or they right. Uh, Matt Goldage is a big sports fan. Like if you look at him, you might not be like, there's no way that guy's into sports. <laughs> no, if, and that if guy's like, you way asked into me to sports. sketch a non-sports fan, would, I would draw he, Matt. Matt yes, exactly. <laughs> Crazy sports fan. Uh, it's interesting to see, you know. Just, I don't know, the difference. Yeah. You know. But you know you know who you remind me of a lot is, I thought you were going to say Tommy John again. Cause oh, I get that. Tommy's a guy that I would have, like, I try not to, like, think, but, like, I, 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 I'll get told I remind people of Tommy John again. Uh, and it's frustrating because me and Tommy had, like, I don't know if Tommy really had it because Tommy blew up very quick. But I did, uh, CMT was my first credit, which I think you uh, got me, basically. Did I? You remember you got my oh, got to CMT comedy. You he, a guy asked you and you said you know who'd be great for this. Yeah, and you gave him my name. That's right. And uh, he MySpace me, and then I ended up getting it. MySpace. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Back in the day. MySpace. That's great. I remember that. Yeah, I had forgotten uh, that, but I remember that now. So, but like I did that, then he did it, and then me and him have done whatever we've done. We've done exactly. He's done it a year before me. Hmm. So he was like, he got Montreal, then I got Montreal. Live mm-hmm. got them. I did Coney. I've done Coney. Letterman, like you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like there's always this thing like right behind him where he was a guy that made me nervous in the fact that like it's like if this guy blows up, since we sound alike a little bit, I, you know, when I, I wore our glasses, we looked alike almost. Mm. It was like it was like I, I could be lumped in like you know it's like if you, we if you can see me guy. why would you not go just go see Tommy right. why would you even waste time to see right you know me yeah I actually brought him up because I actually thought he might give you hope because in my mind you and Tommy are um, you know I don't know how to put it without sounding like I, I want to be very careful not to be condescending you're like you're guy you're like guys oh, you yeah. know what I mean you're yeah. like guys it, uh, whatever this thing the, the more the Kurt Brownheller and, yeah. and me sort of flowy thing is yeah. happening. Here's this thing that it, that is now more unique and special. Yeah. Really, really smart, unbelievably funny guys, guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? That know that uh, take pride in, in crafting like perfect jokes yeah. and telling them. 
You know what I mean? You're not like making people uncomfortable screaming in their face. You can go to a Nate Bargatze show and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be bored, but you're also not going to be offended. You know what I mean? Uh, And you're going to be very, very entertained and you're going to laugh a lot. And that's Tommy. The problem is, is sometimes those people that don't necessarily have some sort of hook you know, and to make it just completely irrelevant, you know, like somebody like Michael Winslow or something. Yeah. You don't do sounds or yeah. or you're not the crazy guy with the jacket yeah. or the pink hair or something. You're just a guy who's like, hello. It's yeah. like turning on a Macintosh. Hello. Welcome to Macintosh. Yeah. And, like, and then jokes begin and you're having a good time. Yeah. Uh, but then Tommy, you know, gets shows and stuff, like he's developing shows. Yeah. And, and I, I think, and I'm not just saying this to just encourage you, I actually think it's true. Whatever we're seeing, this resurgence or, or this, this premium on the plaid shirt thing, which I'm not even really a part of. But, you know, if you looked at Who Got Presents this past, like maybe not this year, but maybe the year before, it was a lot of plaid shirt dudes, you know, comic book shop kind of dudes. We're going we're gonna to see, I guarantee we're going to see your time. I know yeah. it. If you were a stock, I would buy Bargatze. Yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, I already have, as, as is clear. Like, I've always, I've, <laughs> I've always believed in you. Yeah. But, like... When it comes to the way that things ebb and flow, whatever is uh, whatever we're harvesting right now, the things that we were storing for the winter are going to become the yeah. hot commodities. Well, it's uh, yeah, I feel good. I mean, I did, like you know, I can all see it is happening. I got, I, I have a of course. That's yeah. not. I didn't mean to imply that. No, 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 was no, happening. no. But it's changed. Like I don't like with this. Co- all right, like I, I have, a, I do have a, uh, I've got a development deal with NBC right now. You do not. Yes. So I want to see? just because I don't want this to come off like it's like I'm being bitter and then that's going to be known by the time this thing airs. Yeah, it was I did Fallon Friday and yeah I'm doing it. It's with him, so it's like yeah. Shut up. No, it's all yeah. It's all moving forward. Yeah, of like course. I get it. So that like so whatever. See, I'm glad I bought VRGTZ. That's yeah, your stock. <laughs> that's my stock. Yeah, it's, this is uh, insider trading. You now. might want to sell right now. To be honest with you, right now would be the best time to sell. Dump it right yeah, now. Dump it right now. <laughs> See, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Yes. We have a lot of like guys uh, that are a certain way. And then and then what we don't, it's like when a lot of girl comedies, you see like the Mindy Project yeah. and you see girls, literally girls. Then like the way that this te- this business works is people that are like, well, we're going to see a resurgence in guy comedy or yeah. we're going to see a resurgence in this or that or this. We have this going. And, and of course, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So that's great. What are you thinking? Uh, about it? Like, I mean, like, it's like. Just uh, generally, I guess. What are your first general thoughts? Fallon sat you. down with you. Fallon, it, it's a pretty crazy story. Hit it. Uh, I was at the stand. It was right. I just moved here, but I was went back to New York. Uh, I've been here a year, so uh, I was like moved last November, and then I came back uh, to New York to do New Year's Eve. Mm. You know, and so I was. We were at the stand and uh, Comedy Club in New York, and we we're just hanging out downstairs, and we're we're on the show. Then Fallon walks in. Uh, before the show starts, and then we're like, "Oh, hey!" And then we like, I talked to him and stuff beforehand. Had you done his show already? No, no, I never met or anything. And then uh, you're being very casual, even in the story. <laughs> what? Like, with, you just, hey, man, what's happening? Hey. And you went and talked to him. Yeah, wait, it was just us downstairs. It was before the show started. He wanted to see the club. Uh huh. So no, no audience was down there yet. Oh, okay. So it was like me, Giannis Papas, and Chris Laker. We were just sitting down there. I was like on the microphone, actually, just like making fun of them, because mm-hmm. like, we we're just all you know goofing around. Like no one's down there. And then uh, he walked in. So that and then like when I walked, I was just shocked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, man. Like, and then they were about to start seating, and then he's like, yeah, I want to watch the show. I want to see the club. So he came and sat down. And uh, I, you know, we were just sitting next to him. And I, he's, he's like, he goes to Nashville Zanies a lot. So like, we were talking about Nashville, and he knows the owner of that club. Mm. So he watches uh, 
uh, you know, stays like four guys. I was like the fourth. He left after me, and then I didn't hear anything uh, for about six months. Can then, I just interject and say fourth? Pretty sweet. Oh yeah, it was a you know nice I mean? spot. You're not yeah. the host. You're not that first guy. You're not even the second guy. No, third guy, fourth guy, fourth guy. Yeah, come in fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, love a four. It went great, and uh, then I got a call six months later. To did you do... deliberate? Did you change your set? Were you like, oh I'm yeah? Gonna, gonna I did do... like I'm do yeah I'm doing my uh, TV set. My TV set. But you personal did... stuff. Yeah, I've already done you all. Did of Letterman that, yeah. and stuff. You change your set for everybody. I change. Yeah. Ted Alexandro walks in the room like I'm switching jokes. But that's like, such you know. a great point, and it's true. But I don't actually think uh, a lot of people are that way. I change sets all the time based uh, on which of my friends are there. Yeah, yeah. And like, and w- what was working. Those audibles, I think, are a special thing. So there's Fallon, and you're going to go. Here's that joke that I know is perfect for TV. Yes. Yes, sir. T- yeah. So uh, he leaves. We don't hear anything. Six months. Don't even think anything about six it. Months? Six months. Six about, months. About no, November. Yeah, I got a call. In April, so I guess whatever November to April. Mm. So uh, we, I'm not, not going to figure that out. Yeah, I think it's that's six, four is April, then December, November. Yeah, oh, I guess it was December, five months. Sorry, <laughs> November to April is six months though. We yeah, are. But you killed yeah. it. Uh, you killed those months. Uh, yeah, I'm really good at month stuff. <laughs> and he uh, called. They called. I did Fallon, and then. Uh, the next day, they called and said they wanted to meet uh, to talk about developing a show mm. with his production company. So, Wait, you did Fallon? No, they offered me Fallon, and then they said, before you come do Fallon, can you come and meet with us? So six months, he's just sitting on the lot, the Christmas gift of, I want to develop a show with you? Yes. Six? I guess, yeah. Months? Yeah. It's a long game, man. Well, I didn't, but I don't know this. Yeah, of course you don't know that. So, you know, he's doing like, so like, to me, it means nothing. But a call to be like, after six months, you might expect like, let's take another look at this guy, not let's give him the golden ticket chocolate bar. Yeah. Well, that's what he did. When they offered that, they came back and watched me again at Gotham. Okay. And then I went out and hung out with them all night. That's got to be a nervous one. Yeah. That one was perfect. That crowd... Uh, it was like the thing you birds like that crowd almost I felt like they knew how important this night was for me mm. that's how like good that crowd was and uh, fourth s- no third oh MC uh, second te- you know MC then a, a girl then me still great yeah no it was perfect and uh, it was packed and stuff like so yeah and then so yeah I did that and then uh, we started uh, started getting together I did then I went and did Fallon that night did, you hung out with them yeah, I don't. I don't think. So you, I think people know that Jimmy likes to have a, an American cocktail. That's not oh, like yeah. a, a secret. No, no, no. So you went out and drank. You yes. like to drink. Yes. I, I'm just the reason I bring it up is not to gossip. Is is to be like that's part of it. Yeah. I no, mean, it is. you went out and were a person with him. I think too. Like I have buddies that don't drink, and I think well, and I, Wait, I, what? I, I like buddies that don't drink anymore. Yes. Uh-huh. And I would ask him. I was like, "What would you do in like that situation?" Because it's like. I don't think he would not give someone something like you, buddy. I've been there. I, I you know, I. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but I, I one time went out uh, with TBS yeah. uh, to like with the big guys yeah. at TBS, and there was a meal. And at that time, I'm weird. I'm all over the place. I wasn't eating meat. I wasn't drinking. Yeah. I, I was getting ready for a show. I'm doing yeah. a show. Like I'm yeah. really focusing, and all it was. It was just an assumption, like, what kind yeah. of wine do you want? And how rare do you want your steak? Yeah, Not yeah. even do you want your yeah. steak rare. How rare do you yeah. want your steak? And I fucking ate like a Viking. Goblets yeah. and blood. And I was yeah. just... There's, that's why I call myself 
uh, if I am being vegan or whatever, fleegen, there's times. You, or if I'm not drinking, there's still a time. You don't want to be a psycho. And I understand that some people have a hard time with alcohol, and that's a disease, and I'm completely yeah. right there with you. I, I sympathize. I come from a long line of alcoholics. But in this situation, if you're just like not drinking, which is what I do for vanity, because yeah. you like want to look good yeah. or have energy, fuck it. Fallon yeah. wants a drink. He drank. And you went out with Fallon. Yeah. And you yeah. said your buddy said that they would have yeah. done the same? Uh, no, they said they, I think they just wouldn't have drank. And they could have. Like, you could have just grabbed, like, whatever. If you're fun, like, you know. If you're like, fun. You can make it, like, <laughs> if you're going to be, like, a downer just sitting there, like, I don't drink, I'll just take a water. Like, yeah, you know, and be boring. I don't know. Yeah, something you could just be like, give me a soda water. And know? who cares as long as you're having fun? There is yeah. there is a way, I would like to say, in, yeah. in defense of those people that don't drink, and I do admire that. I really do. And as, as I can say, as you can tell, I go through phases where I'm not drinking as well. Have a tonic and also act like you're drinking is yeah. a fun thing to do. Yeah. You can have – some people can have more fun that way. Yeah. Because once I ran that third drink, sometimes I'm just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if you keep it at one yeah. and a half, two drinks, that yeah. energy the whole night. Yeah. You're just – no one even knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people could be getting drunk and they don't even know that you're not – Yeah, that's right. Smart. They yeah. don't care. No. But you go out and you have you have a couple Americans. Yes. And we go out we go to this restaurant and we go to the, the speakeasy bar and like – uh, I mean, it was amazing. It was like this whole thing, and it was like getting to know you. Yeah, it was getting to know, just hanging out, like, and then, uh, you know, and then Amy Ozels was there, and uh, is that a comic? No, no, she was on, on his production team. Okay, and then uh, she uh, was there, and we hung out, and then the next day they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna let's make a show or something," and then uh, you know, and then it's been a process since then of writing it and. Uh, like multi-cam sick. That guy I was with uh, when I saw you at that bar show, the the night outside, it was like... It's oh, like right, a, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's my... That's the guy, this showrunner. Oh, really? Yep. How fun. And that so, was a great show. You did great that night. Yeah, it was good. And they... Oh. Uh, but, it, but yeah, so then it's like we wrote it, we've pitched it to NBC, sold it, and now... It's just about your life? Yep. Yep. Be like, based in Nashville, be a Vanderbilt fan. Uh, <laughs> Dad's a clown magician. It's all the whole thing. So, but a big question, I suppose: Are you a comedian on the show? No, run a screen printing business. But we uh, almost. Isn't it did. funny that like all these comedians have to like pick their pretend other job? Yeah. Well, we were going to almost. He said, "You want to be a comedian?" And uh, like, but I was like, "I don't know." And with my dad being a clown magician, it's like it might be too much, right? To like, we're both doing something. Right. So uh, yeah, so we were like, you know, so we decided against it. And he can always. Try. I mean, if you wanted to, season three, if yeah. you're running out of things or, or, or just yeah. want to do something new, he could open mic and yeah. that would be interesting to represent yeah. that yeah. area of exactly. your life. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So yeah. you pitched it and they bought it? or Pitched you... it with Fallon. Yeah, Fallon flew here. He was right at the, right at the Emmys. Yep. We're here. So Fallon was here. We all went to NBC, pitched it, and uh, they uh, they said, yep. So they're doing the script. And then, I mean, you know, it's not guaranteed like the pilots will get made or anything, but. Uh, we're writing the script right now, and then see if they want to do the pilot, and then yes, and he and I, I did Fallon Friday, so he announced it on Fallon, so that's what you know. Okay, I can say it. Now. That's it's incredible! Congratulations! Yeah, and I, yeah no, I, it looks like I said it just to like no. say no. I didn't want to like Nate. There couldn't have been more of a setup than my tirade of going chin up, Nate. Yeah, I think you're look at your Tommy crop. John again. Yeah. <laughs> 
I gotta look at Jonathan as hope, if like, you, like if I'm you, gonna cut myself. If you did, oh my god! If you didn't say, the you don't good even news. say Seinfeld. You give me someone like like right above, like. Uh, well, I was trying to pick someone no, who's a peer. I I, yeah. I, I should have let you finish the riff instead of being like, yeah. I meant. <laughs> uh, but that's fantastic. Well, let's talk about something else that's weird that you we were gonna talk about was the whole wife thing. <laughs> my wife, meaning. That talk we had on 54th Street. It was, uh, yeah, about, <laughs> yes, when you told me you, you don't want to be these guys slash you right now. Uh, well, tell the people what you mean by that. I was you, married. You knew me when I was married. Yes. And you were with your, your now wife. Yeah, I've been with her since I was 21. That's right. So uh, before I started comedy and everything, I was just talking about marriage. You know, when you get married, you know, you get, I was you know getting nervous of being like, do I want to be married? Do I want to like... Just be a comic and just like have fun and be single. I've never really been single right. at the time. And then you were like, uh, "No, you said you don't want to do that because you don't want to be like you don't want to be these guys that are like just at clubs, like hanging out, like and just." You I know, still no agree life. that you don't want to be the guys that I do agree. comedy I, I for, for yes. pussy. That that's always going to be something I believe. It's and you don't like you know it's like when yeah being fifty and sixty and yeah. just being a dude that jumps into the clubs. It's like I would you know it's right. Like, I, it's nice to have a life. Yes. So, uh, well or to have a family, you know? yeah, well put, yeah. So, uh, but it was like, you know, you were one of the, you know, it's like it was a, uh, well, because you were like at that time, you were, uh, you were a Christian, <laughs> so you were a lot of like, you were like the first guy I think I met as a comic that was like almost, you know, a married Christian guy, yeah, that was like something like I came, that's where I'm from, right, like, you know, this is so, this is my kind of guy. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't I, swear on stage. Neither no. of us swore on stage. I was in a world of this. I'm in a world of the first time, and like, not that it's like, you know, you're just some hick from the woods, but like, you know, wherever you're from, most everybody's going to believe that. We, saying, yes. So it's like, it, and, you know, if you're in New York, it's like a lot of people don't. Like that's normal. Yeah. But like, so it was the first time going to Chicago, and then where I was like, oh, people don't like people. Like some people hate that like Christian. Yeah. So it's like it was the first time seeing that difference. And then when I see you, it's like, you're not. Right. Like, you were like me, and it was like, oh, all right. Right. Like, there's a guy. I felt the same yeah. way. Yeah. There's a, a, there's another one of us. Yeah. There's a, and we were a crazy minorities. Oh, I mean. You'd be sandwiched between two guys that their set was railing against Christianity or making yeah. fun of someone for believing in a bearded yeah. man in the sky, and it would it's be like you and me. following you now. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Nathan. No, no. Maybe a little. No, but you, uh, you, you, you saw that, and then we yeah. talked about outside the improv one night yep. whether or not you should get married. And yep. and in the funniest, still to date, the funniest live you made it weird appearance ever. <laughs> in and a wonderful example of how you did change the energy. Everybody was kind of big, 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 yeah. killing, 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 and then you went out and started real slow, yeah. and then destroyed way harder than anyone ever had. Have to bring everybody. I have to bring. I learned I got to bring people to me. That's right. Like that's the. I can't match. You didn't even try. It will not go good. And I you, tried to match Rory Scovel one time, following him. Yeah, and, uh, ate it. And Jay Larson was the. He, he goes. He goes. Why did you try to be him? Yeah. He's like, why'd you do that? Just go do you. And it was like, oh yeah. Yep. And yeah. Another, anyway, so another pearl from Jay. Yeah. He's got a lot of pearls. He's got a lot of pearls. He at the Boston one time went know your audience. Just yeah. like out of nowhere. 
yeah. while someone was eating shit at the Boston yeah. doing like weird references. And he was like, know your audience. And yeah. I was like, oh, Jay, yeah. it's like a Buddha. You remember, he probably just said it joking, but you remember it. I do remember it like it's a thing. I know how bizarre is that. So then you did get married. Yeah. And you're not the only friend of mine that I encourage to get married. Yeah. And then after I get divorced and then I start, you know, being single and doing the things that like we never, you didn't get to do. That I was trying to let you, just save me from that I could get to do. Exactly. (laughs) No, exactly. It's kind of. Uh, you're not the only one. I, I have regular friends, non-comedian friends that I know kind of feel that way a little bit. Yeah. But you're my comedian friend that like, we're, then we were both married for a brief time, then I get divorced. Smash got to, I think you saw my career going better. And then and then also the fact that I was like, you know, not that I was a huge... Well, I, think, I didn't even realize you got divorced. So at that point was like, you were already like running in like some, like the other circles. Yep. And then... Uh, so I didn't like. I think I remember like someone told me, and I like I didn't even know. I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't believe. It. I was like, what? He's divorced. Like, mm. uh, so yeah. So it's like yeah. You you know you get divorced and now you're doing all that the fun stuff. Uh, but I mean, but it's like you know, it's like I've been you know, it's like I we, I love my wife and like we you know we have a kid and stuff. Now. So it's like I, you're still right in the fact that like. It's it's the fun. It's like you just want the fun of it, mm-hmm. or like not being married. But like realistically, it's like you hit a point where you're like, oh, I would always say there was times I would have felt like I wish I just met my wife a little bit later mm-hmm. than right at the beginning, you know? Right. But it, you know, it doesn't work like that. So right because you didn't get your philandering period. Yeah, you didn't get to go to Whore Island and build a car out of coconuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take exactly. them on, take them on dates and stuff. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the coconut cars. In the coconut cars. By the way, I'm, I'm using you have whore, to go whore on... as man and woman. I'm not just calling yeah. those whores. But I think if you're on Whore Island, you have to still take them on a date. Like, <laughs> like the island's called Whore Island. You would still have well, to go that, build a car. And that, like, well, that's the joke. Kumail and Emily, who have shepherded me through many areas of yeah. my life, so I'm newly divorced. And they were like, we don't know how Pete, we're dropping him off at Whore Island. That's a term Emily yeah. uses. We go, we drop him off at Whore Island so he can whore it up for a while. Yeah. And we were, we're dropping him off like they're dropping their son off at college. Oh, that's great. And they're like, is he going to yeah. be okay? And then Kumail said, and then a couple of years later, we went by and you had built a car out of coconuts. <laughs> I'm just quoting their yeah. joke. I'm realizing people might sound like I stole that joke. We say that joke to each yeah. other so often that I honestly don't even no, think of it as a joke. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, 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 th- this is interesting, though. This morning, not another morning, this morning I woke up and was just like, had, felt that single guy loneliness that people talk about. Where yeah. I'm just kind of like, this is kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you wake up and like... I, mean, I don't ev- even know. <laughs> I don't even know what it, that means. <laughs> it's been... I went from my mom to my wife. So. Seamless. Yeah. I, I had You've maybe, always had a woman... I've always had someone like looking at me going, what, why would you, what are you doing that for? Why would you, and that, oh, that's, and now I have, now I've built one. That was the thing I said. I think that's how I said, I kept trying to remember how to, what, when, because on that lot, the lot, you make it, uh, you made it weird. Yeah. I don't even know the name. (laughs) I barely listened. Uh, no, but like on the live one and, uh, like because I said the built and I was trying to remember that you were like oh you should do that as a joke and I think I've tried but I couldn't remember how I said it well you can listen to it Pete I would rather lose that joke (laughs) (laughs) 
then give in to listening to yourself on the show. I understand. No, that that is a, that is a weird thing. And you know, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad things are going well because one of the things that I'm afraid of is being a, a divorced guy that is just like, oh yeah, get divorced and your life will be better. You're, you'll you'll no, have yeah. more fun and you'll have more success, and that's not necessarily true. No, you and you know what? You uh, there's times I would think that because there's times where like the hanging out when you like. Uh, you know, like in New York when it's like, you're supposed to be out. And I was out hanging out every night. My wife was very, has been very great about me doing this right. and going out. But like, you know, you should think like, oh, I should be going out with like, you know, you'd like DeRo- Joe DeRosa would be going out like with all the Comedy Central people like and hanging out all night and drinking, like with, having fun. Like, and I would have to be like, ah, I need to go home. Like, and then you're like, man, am I messing up? Because I'm not like, because it's almost like if you're married, like they just think, oh, you're married. So it's like, you're just kind of out of their they're not going to ask you to go do something right. because they're like, oh, he can't, he's married. Not that they don't want you there, right. but like, why would they even ask you to do it? It's a stereotype. Yeah. People are just going to be like, he's not fun. It's kind of like, I kind of feel that way about uh, jerking it in a weird way. If I'm not jerking it, it's me being like, I'm open to things happening. Like if you yeah. jerk off so much that like sex is the last thing on your mind, a party will be less fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're full of it, if yeah. you're just full of life and, and feelings and, and allowing yourself to maybe even be horny yeah. and need another person, a party is suddenly much more engaging. Yeah. There, it has that energy. Yeah. But a married guy is kind of perpetually drained. His balls are drained even if they're not because they belong to somebody else. Yeah. Or at least that's the perception. Yes. When really... I mean, you go even if you do go to a party horny, nine point nine times out of ten, nothing happens anyway. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like a weird horny guy talking to people yeah. and then nothing happens. But that weird horny guy gets to stay because he's single and it's more acceptable. Whereas yeah. you're off the books. So what are you even doing here? Yeah. Why what does it matter? You're not like, you know, it's like you just be like a f I guess it could be a fun time, but then it, like yeah, it's like you're not gonna be that 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 is that was a worry that I had very early of like you know I feel like I get asked people ask me a lot about marriage too now like mm. they're like oh how do you deal with marriage and comedy like, I don't, do you, you know? hate it I used to hate it not I when you to, and I would talk about it but I don't, I don't know like if it. I give them I tell them I go you just got to do it and you got to let them know this is what I do if mm. you're not on board with it then don't then this is not going to work mm -hmm. this is what I do I'm doing comedy mm. we me and my wife had one talk of like how long would you do this if it's not working only one. And I was very fortunate to get like CMT and Conan and like I got stuff like four years, five years in. So it like happened like at least I was showing like, you know, I got a receipt yeah. of being like, oh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm supposed to be doing this. Yes. Uh, so it's like I, it's tough. It's not. But I do think you have to like you have to just be like, you know, I told her I was like, I don't think I'll ever I'm not going to stop. So and then that was it. And then luckily stuff. <laughs> I'm you know, not going to stop. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> we're such a band of loons. Yeah, but I, I understand you're, yeah. you're not going to stop. But I mean, like things don't happen. I'm not. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I don't think you could. I mean, could you quit comedy and then you couldn't watch comedy ever again? Yeah, like you couldn't. Like, I mean, like almost like t if you were in it and it didn't work out, like you just would have to be like, I, I'm comedy's done for me. I can't yeah. watch it because I can't see. Like you just would see people. Not saying that you think they're as good, you're as good as them, but just seeing like that guy got that chance. I could have been in a situation. I could have got that mm -hmm, chance. Mm -hmm. And then so if you see the success, well, it's like a poker game. And if you stand up and cash out, and then the next guy that sits down gets those perfect cards, you're yeah. like, those were my cards. I was yeah, supposed yeah. to be at yeah. the table. Yeah. Why am I over here? <laughs> I left. Why did I leave? Why did I leave? Yeah. I think the only way to do it. Uh, I look at Steve Martin, and I think we all kind of have a weird sideways glance at Steve Martin because he was at the top and he did walk away. Yeah. Like just doesn't have any interest. But I think he 
reborn. He was reborn. Yeah. Like he became like, ah, now I'm just into bluegrass and, and writing for the New Yorker and stuff. And like, he tells stories of hearing comedy on the radio. He was on Sirius radio. He told the story where he heard a young guy and he, it was funny. And then he found out it was him. So oh, like, it's almost yeah. like you just completely die to it and, and yeah. start a second life. Yeah. Like an athlete who has yeah. to retire. It yeah. kind of goes back to that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it's, it's become, and this is something Gavigan said to me where he said, it's a real need for me to yeah. perform. And when I, what I realized when he said that was it wasn't yet for me necessarily because you failed so much when you start. Yeah. You want it to be a compulsion and a need, but really you're just trying to force it in. It's almost like you're trying to get addicted to heroin. Yeah. Kurt Cobain, the first time he did heroin, it made him sick and he hated it. But that's kind of like us. Ah, like we bomb, we bomb, we bomb, we bomb, yeah, we bomb. Keep going and back. then you're addicted to yeah. it. It's it's super addicting. Yeah. And you love it. And you do love it. Yeah. And that's that's the best thing that you could possibly say. And it is like golf and it is like tennis in, or maybe golf in that you can play it your whole life. Yeah. And even after you peak, you know, we took a little bit of a boohoo moment to be like, oh, you went from theaters to something else. Like even even you mentioned Dane. Dane was doing stadiums and now he's doing theaters. Like boo fucking who? He's having a ball. He loves it. He it's, loves it. It's doing probably it. even better. It's like, you know, it's to like, be honest, it's, I bet yeah. it would be better to yeah. do a theater. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to do a stadium. No, it's like you get to do an arena tour where it's like, yeah, I did that and now I'm gonna go do theaters and like just where it's more intimate and right. you, like you're you're in a different level of a comedy. Right. You know? Like, this is something that uh, John Oliver said to me, which I thought was just so fantastic, because there is a lot of pressure doing the t- my TV show, yeah. and I- I'm so happy that it's just happening now, yeah. but those first, that first episode, or the first couple episodes, there's so much pressure, because you're like, this is yeah. how it's starting, uh, but once it's going, I knew I would like it. Where I am right now, this is what I yeah. like. I like this. I like doing it. It's and great. There's, I've watched it. I've thank watched you. It, yeah. I, pre- I wasn't fishing, but thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. John Oliver said to me, I see, and he had just gotten off his run of hosting The Daily Show, and this is one of the great things about being a stand-up, and this is why we'll never be quite like actors or any other profession. That's why we're comedians, is he goes, worst-case scenario, you'll tour bigger venues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Show, show completely nosedives. You'll still have gotten out there and do something. Same thing with your show. Your yeah. show goes on for six episodes, like the smallest order. Yeah. Worst-case scenario, you'll play theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, you neighbor, yeah, yeah. I guess you will go out yeah. and do what we're addicted to and what yeah. we love, Distinct, and you'll be yeah. then you'll be paid for it. Yeah, and you have to. Do you have to have the fear though of like uh, losing like the funny, like losing funny? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you just like where like I'm like now it's like when the show and stuff and all this happening like it's like my all that I thought is like with this being like is it even going to happen like before we announced it it was announced Friday mm. on his show but it was like was it announced I'm still like people could think I'm lying to him like right. if this all goes away mm-hmm. and so it's like you're not like writing jokes but then like now I have that fear of like being like man I gotta get like new jokes like it's like what if I'm not ever going to be funny like I'm just going to lose it all isn't that always kind of a motivate I, I don't like operating out of fear but I think one of the reasons why our job is so uh, is so you know, uh, addictive is it's I just served for the first time, first time yesterday. Katie and I were talking about it, and I wasn't good or anything. Yeah. But there's always another wave, and you always need to prove that you can get up on that next yeah. one. Watching the surfers waiting for the next wave, even after they just did something awesome, yeah. they swim back out and they wait, wait, yeah. and they go, maybe that's the last wave. But yeah. they wait. It's that similar sort of thing. It is, I guess you could look at it negatively and be, it's like a junkie, you're addicted, or it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you just sit there and go, you got to trust that it's going to come. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it comes, it's the same way. Like now I'm learning more. This is what I'm talking about. Marin being, I was watching Marin the other day. I think Marin's at a point in his, uh, uh, career that like that dude's like so comfortable with himself and knows his voice so much. 
like that. It's like he just goes up there with like the idea, and like it's just a. He's like I, he's just he's a, he's a he's at a, not that he's already at this high level, but he's going to like another level to where it's like he's so himself on stage mm. that you're like. That's unbelievable. Like when I'm on stage, I feel like I'm telling jokes. I'm like, this is a joke that I wrote, even though it's about me. Mm-hmm. But it's like it goes like this and this and this, and I know where you're going to laugh exactly where you're going to laugh. Mm-hmm. You're not going to surprise me, like stuff, you know. And then you see that, and you're like, man, those guys are themselves. Well, like they're just that's you know, Bird. They too. trust. Yeah, no Bird. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I don't mean to take it off of yeah. Marin. I'm no, just no, saying, it's all of them. They're in another level. They're another level. It, like I mean, Gaffigan too. Like. It's like, but they're, they're they trust themselves. It's the same way, like if you ever get heckled or something like that, or something happens in the room, you got to just trust yourself. You're funny, like we're yeah. fun, like you made it. So right. just say whatever you think you're going to say, right? And that that will work, mm-hmm. you know. And if it doesn't work, it's like then you do something else to make it better. And it's that doubt, though, that I think makes you you particularly. That's your vulnerability. Is, yeah. is I think one of the things, and you need vulnerability. Marin and Burr and Gaffigan. Gaffigan's the one that told me about vulnerability. Yeah. like you need to have vulnerability. There need, and that's what we were talking about with Bill doing material, doing his piece, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, instead of crowd work or just playing it safe or doing old stuff or whatever. You have that. You, you can feel it. And I think, I hope you can feel it with me too, which is like you're not quite convinced and you never will be that you are bulletproof. Yeah. And you shouldn't be. Yeah. So each joke, each moment is a, is a new opportunity to explore the idea of am I funny? When someone says you're funny, honestly, I'm kind of like, really? Yeah. And I've noticed that that's, that's how it is with everybody. Yeah. More so now, I, I have a better sense of myself and I'm like, I do think I'm a funny person. But like today in particular and yesterday, I was like, I just don't really feel that funny. And there's always a part of you that's like, maybe it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it's gone. Like, you know, you think about like, yeah, anything coming, like doing this is like, you just want to be like funny and like all that, you know, it's like, am I going to be funny on this? Like, I don't feel funny. Like, right. Stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you think about like, well, it's like drinking stuff. Not like I'm quitting drinking, but it's like, I'm going to stop for a little bit. It's like, I need to. It's like with stuff happening, you're like, I just need to calm down. Like, yeah. it'd be normal. But then it's like, is that going to mess everything up? I think, what if I did get it? Not that I'm getting divorced. What if I did get a divorce? Mm-hmm. And then I'm out like hanging out, whatever. It's like, am I going to be funny then? Or is it good right. that I'm married and I have the tension yeah. that makes it like, you know, I'm I'm scared to mess anything up. I'm scared to talk to a, like, not that I want a psychiatrist. I would not yeah. want to like, I'm like, I'd rather deal with my own stuff. Because if you answer my questions, you could answer right. me out of work. Right. Like yeah. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you solve everything, I don't think that would happen. But yes, I know yeah. what you mean. I'm, I'm currently because of the show. I go home. I'm so wired that I've been taking like a half of a small, small sleeping pill. I'm like, what if this makes me not funny? Yeah. And I had a, I had a mole removed. I had like a precancerous sort of mole thing. I was like, what if the, the mole was why I'm funny. was like the thing? That's the thing. That's my little anchor to me yeah. being funny. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. But it's our job to figure out how we can be fun, playful, engaging, in a good mood, and feeling funny at a certain time on a certain day. Yeah. And that's why we're a little bit crazy. Yeah. That's why we're like, what food, what relationship? There was a great moment on Mad Men where... You don't want to be healthy, in a sense, because you, like, you know, sorry. Like well, that, yeah. I'll tell you this. There was this thing that I was doing, uh, a, a type of meditation that I was actually finding that was so relaxing that I found that I can't do it before tapings. Yeah. Because I would go out... And it w- I fought through it. We still had a great show, but I went out and I was like... Was it the second one? <laughs> oh, sorry. That is so yeah. funny. That is so funny. Uh, we went out and I was just like too zen. I was too like, you could laugh or not laugh. I mean, it's all yeah. it's all subjective. Just breathe and live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I understand. 
We're yeah. always taking our own temperature. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. And that's why and that's why you're a funny guy. Let's well th- it's obvious that we should talk about uh, God because we don't have to talk about it for a long time. Right. And it probably comes up on other podcasts. You're probably the only guy that you're like this again. Yeah, it's like I'm people, a, a zoo animal. Yeah. <laughs> well, people come on this show and it's usually a new thing for them to talk about. So we actually don't have to talk about it that long. But you I, and I, uh, I want to put this correctly. You kind of have what I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is a, a not that bothered faith. Your faith isn't too troubled by like the things that people are like, what about this and this and this? You just seem to merge in it casually. It's a natural fit. Yeah. And you go, this is my thing. This works for me. I hear what you're saying, but that's not my thing. My thing is is this. I'm going to stick with the, with the church that I grew up in. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, obviously... Yeah, like I have a million doubts. Like if you don't know, it's like and like these doubts might never seeped in my brain if I didn't like come into this world and hear like so many. I mean, you know, it's like and no one's. I'm not saying people are preaching at me. I think now I've been in comedy long enough and know everybody, so everybody knows where I say. So it's like it's beyond like that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's like you just hearing all the like different things and then you question stuff. And then, you know, and look, in the way I've lived my life, I hope you guys are right, because it's not going to be good for me. Uh, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's like, I, but I do, like, I just, when it really comes down to it, it's like, I just feel like, I'm like, well, I don't think there's any way we really know. And so then I'm like, why would I listen to you? You know, it's like, it, no matter what you get, you got to trust yourself, but you also got to listen to someone to even like, know, you know, right. So it's like, who am I going to listen to? Like people that I have grew up with and I trust that like where there's pure you love. Joke, like, mom you joke mom and know. dad. Yes. Mom and dad. Or am I going to do a comic? Am I going to do Kurt Metzger? Who yells at everybody on Facebook? Right. Good, but you know what I mean? It's great. <laughs> but like, it's so it's like, who am I going to like, you know, why would I listen to you? Like, I don't, you don't have my best interest in it. You're not, right. you know, so it's like, I don't understand. And then like, it's the, I don't see the proof. I'm like, how can you even prove that it's not? How do you know? Yeah. Like, there's no way. To, it's like, it's all, I do a joke now about science. But like, say, like scientists, like, I feel like they could make stuff up <laughs> because it's like, you don't, like, you don't I know. Lo- I love that bit. Yeah. Like, they could literally, you're but like. But it's like, we've, we've divided an, an atomic particle into like 18 subdivisions. Yeah. Who's going to check? It doesn't. Somebody's like a checking. guy in there. Yeah. But that guy, I know one person, there has to be one person. But what if that guy is just like, I don't even, we think it's it's probably this. Yeah. And then it's like, that's it. Yeah. And then they go, I mean, all the stuff changes in science and everything sure. else, like, where it's like, you know, this is this. And then, the, and then it's like, well, it's not, and the joke, I say the Pluto, like Pluto's a planet. And like, now it's like a dwarf planet. It's not even really a planet. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's like, that's a big change. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> that's like a huge, like, thing. Like, you can't just, and then, but they do it, like, just kind of like, ah, you know, what do you want us to do? Like, it's like pretty far, like, and stuff. And, uh. <laughs> Like and no one like no one everybody just goes yeah that's right that's that's what it is now and like no one's questioned that guy like no yeah. one's being like you can't you just may changed like books in school <laughs> like I mean there's 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 fifty generations of people that are that died thinking Pluto was like a thing and then you just go like all of a sudden you're like yeah no it was it was you know that's crazy we wouldn't know that how do we know that. So it's like, I'm like, so it's like, that's what, like, you want me to believe that guy? They're changing stuff in front of me. I'm not saying mine, but at least on mine is like, in a sense, it hasn't been seen at all. So it's like, mine can still come. All right. Mine's still like, I mean, you're not debunking mine. No one's like, no one's been like, look, it's not there. Like, it's still all there. And you're like, you know, I don't know. 
And I thought there was a thing that someone said once. You know, it's funny. I think it was Bill O'Reilly. Uh, <laughs> I don't really watch like news, so sure. it's like. But I watched like. But like, I think he said he was like he believes that he's like because it all seems too perfect. And that, I just remember hearing that, and I remember thinking like it does because it seems like everything really worked out. Like it's insane. What's too perfect. Just Earth. Oh, like the how fact- we're all like like how how we're like uh, a tiger like fast to eat like deer like you know yeah. it gets a gazelle like they all like everything works out where it's like this is it's this and then this and like it's right. like it's not like we're all just stuck here like you know it's like it's all just like magically perfect mm-hmm. the way women and men are like it's like and like the way like everything just like is like you know just unbelievable you're seeing like, there's no order. weird thing that right. like sticks out you know right. like there's not one flying octopus that just occasionally pierces you're your like, neck yeah and you're Fuck going like that octopus yeah, that the exactly like the, you, that doesn't have any other relationship it, it, if we have like a stingray which will yeah. kill you the stingray has a sim- symbiotic relationship with the ocean yeah and he's contributing in some ways yeah and he is processing the ocean and eating the things in the ocean and and has a has yeah. a symmetry with the earth yeah and it all kind of adds up yeah a little bit exactly. i understand and that, that's a great place, I think, to start when you're when you're talking about seeing uh, what do they call it? Um, you know, like a thumbprint, like some sort of uh, yeah. what is it? What is the term for God? Uh, structured purpose, something like that. I'm seeing like an art. You're basically seeing the the blueprint. You're under, yeah. you're seeing. Okay, I think yeah, this yeah. was premeditated. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just a mistake. Yeah, because if it was a mistake, it really is one in a billion. But science it's would also un- tell you one in a trillion, 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 trillion. Yeah. But science would also tell you that it's a one in a trillion chance. That yeah, they would. I think it's that, perfect. The way distance. that comes about is almost as crazy as my like you would think my way is like to believe in like a god, uh, and then they're like, well, that's insane. You're like, well. You know what else is insane? That this just worked out of an explosion. Like that's yeah. insane. Either way, you're. Insane. Either way, it I is think that's, crazy. That's your point. Is you're like either way, it's insane. Yeah. I'm going to take all of this mish- mishmash of yeah. beliefs and interpretations and assumptions. And I'm going to hang them on this pre-existing, time-trusted. People enjoy it. Your parents yeah. enjoyed it. Hook that is religion. Yes. Walmart. Came, it's my. You know. It's I your Walmart. Go, yeah. You, you just like these, it. They're doing good everywhere. Every day you got what you need. Of course, then there's a lot of people that are like Walmart is fucked and they treat their employees badly, just like those religion. People are insane. <laughs> Walmart treats those people great. Well, no. I don't know if they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. So, but it, well, uh, I, I think maybe, that is what's frustrating. But it's what could be frustrating about you. Not to me, actually, anymore. There was a time that the thought of your faith did frustrate me. I don't know why, but it's not too deep. No, it's I'm not I'm not like the smartest guy in the world. I don't like know a lot of even about the Bible and like all this stuff. And I know people right. all, like that's why I would never like talk. That's why it's like I don't like want to talk it like I don't mind talking about it like this, but I, like in like this say, but I don't want to argue with someone about it. I don't want to be this huge debate because I get it. You know more than me. You've probably, everybody's read the Bible more than I have. You're trying to disprove it so much that you've done everything to like like push it. Where it's like I don't care. Just leave me alone and let me just believe. Like this is what I believe. I'm not bothering. I did that uh, art and atheist podcast. Like they have, and like I think they wanted. I mean, they they really need like a Christian. Like like they're yeah, they're different. Yeah, like, uh, but those guys are great. But like they were like then the guy like it's the point is like well you can vote and like stuff like that, which is like it's like uh, what if I can vote? Like what does it matter? Like what do you mean you can vote? Like that's what bothers them is like oh. being like if you're like a Christian because oh, like, I have a vote. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, you have a vote. Like, it's like, that's the point of it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be just like, if I don't believe like you, I have, you know, a vote. Like, I are you, you know, have a vote and I don't. Right. So, 
yeah, it's like I don't know everything about. And look, and I wrestle with every stuff every single day. Mm-hmm. It, every single day, it's. I think I almost think of it every day. I probably think of it even more than maybe some people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I worry about a lot of things of being like, I'm messing up here. I'm messing up here. So it's like, yes, it's, it would be a lot easier not to believe. Because I wouldn't have like, I mean, you could still have your conscience, but like you wouldn't be like, it, I feel like it, can't, it weighs on me a little bit more. Every decision almost well, weighs I actually, on me. Well, I actually think that might be one of the reasons for you to explore your faith is because you might have some old software running that yeah. is hurting you, that is yeah. affecting, making you feel guilt and shame and you know, self-judgment that maybe I would wager the Jesus that I believe in and the idea yeah. of God that I believe in doesn't want you going around feeling bad about yourself and, and, and fearing him constantly yeah. and worrying about going to hell or, or whatever impulse you had. That, that is my hope for you would yeah. not be to change your beliefs, but to be to refine them Obtain. in a way that you wouldn't anything that's like destructive to you. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> well, th- no, because you're my friend, yeah. I yeah. don't really care necessarily I'm, uh, too much about the big picture, I suppose, of, of whether it's true or not. But like, if there's something inside of you that's decaying you, someone who I knew I went around really beating myself up, it took a lot of therapy for me to be like, I'm not beating myself up anymore. In fact, I don't care. This morning I jerked it, and I was just like, ah, oh, great, great start to the day. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like right away. Not that everybody has the same yeah. hang-ups. That's clearly one of my hang-ups yeah. uh, from my youth is, is sexuality and, and masturbating and pornography yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And I just re- I saw I felt that old program, that religious program, running. And I was like, get out of here. You're not welcome anymore. Yeah. That's not how I relate with God anymore. Yeah. That's not for me anymore. Yeah. And and replacing some of those old things with love and acceptance and self acceptance would yeah. be my hope for you. Not that you would stop believing in Jesus or anything. No, yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, it does. It's like, uh, it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, you get it. You got to explore. You got to like learn. It's the, it's the idea of like learning stuff. And there, I have the point of like, it does. I think about it all every day. Then I have the also point of like, I don't know. Like, honestly, it's like, it's just like, I just want to like believe what I believe. And like, I don't want to go figure it out. Like I, there's, I have the other side of me that's like, I don't want to go deep into some, anything. Right. But what about. And I should. I'm not. You probably. No, no, yeah. no. I, again, I'm not here to say that you should. That is not for everybody. Yeah. In fact, I think one of uh, there is a a beauty in not necessarily. Not everybody is supposed to be reading Deepak Chopra books and really navel gazing and going deep, 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 and and studying the history of yeah. everything and really breaking everything apart. That's not necessarily a typical human experience. You're having a more typical human experience. And if you want to get really trippy, and we we came to this planet to have like an Earth experience, <laughs> that I, that's even trippy to me. You're doing it. Yeah. You're eating some steaks and you're saying fuck it, and not really thinking too much. You're playing the game. So yeah. I understand that. It's not for everybody to dissect everything. But what about things like hell? When I was a big believer, it, it was a burden on my soul. It is. I think to think yeah. about, oh, Kurt Metzger's going to hell. Yeah. Because he rails again, he calls Jesus a cave Jew. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but the, here's here's the thing is Looking back, I don't believe myself. Yeah. I go, I don't believe that you believe that Kurt's going to hell. And even if you tell me that Kurt's going to hell, I don't believe that you believe that Kurt's going to hell. I do like have like uh Yes, there is the part of me where you think that you're like, uh, and it's like the, the judgment at all, and like going to hell. I mean, because I worry about like, you know, if like you know you mess up, you're like, oh, I could go to hell. Like, but it does seem, it seems weird that it's like it's all comes from a place of love, like like God and stuff like that. So it's like, it's almost like, 
yeah i don't i like i don't know the whole thing like because you don't you don't the hell was like you don't believe in hell right like there was no is that now yeah no i don't uh, yeah. i don't believe that that's how it works no. yeah yeah is that there would be like a good and a bad like no. yeah because it seems weird that there would be i i uh, well rob bell who yeah. is that's who i was surfing with yesterday i think you would love love wins it's a fantastic book yeah. that will not I think it would be a gift to you. In fact, if you'd like, I'll I'll, I'll send it to you yeah. because you can keep your all your beliefs and stuff. But like, it, it will help you biblically unfold a little bit. Actually, not even too much Bible. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, don't worry, Nate. It's not too much Bible. Yeah. But it'll it'll kind of help you be like, what kind of God is it that like? Let's say it's, it, Rob breaks it down pretty well. The age of accountability is about twelve, I think. So if you die before you're twelve, God won't judge you. Different religions, different yeah. sects have different because you're too young. Yeah. So he makes the point. He's like, if that's true, it would be a merciful thing to kill somebody. Yeah. To kill an eleven year old. Yeah. Because they'll definitely go to eternal paradise. Yeah. That's honestly the best thing you could do. Yeah. But uh, you know, the, the, my interpretation of that book and, and my thoughts on it are: it's like it's a scary God and it's not a good God. The one that is like, uh, based on you, Nate, what yeah. you did in 34 years, if you died today, yeah. I'm going to judge you and then, and then either torture you or reward you forever. Yeah. That, that just doesn't what, – what Love Wins helped me understand was that like, I was believing in a God that I was scared of. Yeah. And I hear it in you a little bit because it takes yeah. one to know one. I'm on a plane and I'm like, what if I die today yeah. and I go to hell? What if I, well, you just wake up and it's just like, surprise, that's real. Yeah. It's like Looney Tunes yeah. and you're going to be tortured forever. And then I feel like a dummy. I feel I believe it's called Vidal's wager, where it's like, why not believe? Because if you're right, you're right, and if you're wrong, you just die anyway. Yeah, I'm feeling that coming off of you. But the thing I would like to, again to get rid of is is fear. You know, yeah. I, I don't think whatever God is would like you serving Him out of fear, believing in Him out of fear, holding on to Him for out of fear. I think. All of these things, when they're at their full expression, any religion, any spiritual practice should be taking us away from fear and towards love. That makes sense to me. That does make sense. Because I think it is a lot of stuff is out of fear and like, you know, but it's out of fear to like, you're supposed to be living a good life or whatever, do this. But it is like the mistakes. I mean, I I think about that more and more because you realize like everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does this stuff that's like not good. But I mean, there is forgiveness in Christianity. So it's like people can become a Christian even after if they make mistakes, you know, they can. In fact... To drop theology on you, you know, this is something I would say as a, as a believer, you don't have to worry about making a, a sin and going to hell now because you're saved. It's, it's done. Yeah. God exists outside of time, and he's already seen your entire life. Yeah. And once you're saved by him, it's done. Yeah, because if you believe in him, yeah. Like, but you see, that, that's... No, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Like, you could do whatever you want. You could. Yeah. But you shouldn't because Christ lives in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, yeah. But, you know... It's another interesting point where we're like Christianity is such a fun religion, such a new religion, and one of the reasons it was so popular was it was grace. It's a gift. It's the gospel. It's good news. Guess what? You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Christ died for you, and that's it. That's yeah. that your sins are absolved. You yeah. are you're clean. You're worthy to be in God's presence. But then we turn that into you need to believe or say a prayer or or act a certain way. It, it becomes acts based and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Where it's like that's not good news. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good story. Yeah. Uh, like, you, let's say someone close in your family died and they didn't know the Lord. That's suddenly bad news. And you're yeah. going to go to heaven and they're in hell. But the, the answer, and I'm quoting Rob a lot here, the answer is that you'll be having so much time, good time in heaven, you won't even think about them. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Burr, and now I'm quoting Bill Burr. He has a great bit about that. Yeah. You're up in heaven and you're like, where are all my friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Whereas, yeah. <laughs> but again, it, you, that, that's why I don't think there is any sort of conscious afterlife where we're going around going like, I'm Nate and I did well and this is Jesus and I'm moonwalking now. Well, that's, yeah. Because I mean, you can, I, whatever it is, is like not even fathom it. Like, you know, it's like, there you go. it's like we're like, so whatever we think it could be, it's like what I see in like you reading like uh, comic books or something. Like, or, I'm not comic books, but like just we, we have this imaginary thing. The, the, the craziest thing we can imagine is a guy flying Superman. Like, yeah. Fly, you know, it's like we don't. That's like, the extent of our imagination. Yes. It's like, yeah. It's like you can kind of like have this some stuff, but it's like can't be too crazy. So it's like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I, that's my, you're right. And there's like, I, I do need to like, uh, now having a daughter too is like, I, I will probably like look at stuff a lot more because it's like for her mm-hmm. but it is uh i don't know but it is like i do have that belief like i don't understand when people are like so like anti against like the thing saying like there's no way it's impossible there's pr-. like i just don't see that like that's the part well that's that just, turns me off that's yeah. someone that'd be like too christian like you know some the christians that are yelling at people on the street to mm-hmm. get them i look at those people the exact same way of being like well, what's wrong with you like what right. who cares leave people alone like no right. one's like Stuff happens, but the world's not going to be perfect. Like, it's fine. Just accept that it's not perfect and be like, fine, you're doing fine. You're here. You're alive. Right. Like, you know, I mean, we don't want bad stuff to happen, but bad stuff's going to happen. So, right. I don't know if that's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand. You almost have like a, like a Zen surrendering to all of it. The problem is, is those people yelling on the streets or whatever could find a biblical basis. Like, we're, like there's a charge to convert people. There's not a charge to just be like, live and let live. I'm from Nashville and I was raised Christian, so I'm going to be a Christian. You can be an atheist from Brooklyn. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, you know, those people are crazy on the street. Yeah, no one listens to those people. No, I know the ones that are like yelling. Nobody's saying that's. I don't effective. think. No, I don't even think. I don't even see where people are being turned into Christians. Nobody. Like, that's is. not. No one is like that's, that's for the, them. Yeah, they're like, oh, these Christians are lunatics. It's like, no, they're just minding. They're doing what they, they if they believe it. Let them. Why can't they believe it? It's different right. than you. So just understand, they think you're as crazy as you think they are. Right. I always thought that too. That I had one time I had like a guy. Did I, I don't know if I tell this on the last thing, but like, but I like remember I had like someone that uh, was like a gay dude, like, and he found out that I was like, uh, you know, from the south, so it's like just typical like Republican Christian like guy. Yeah. And then he was like, so he was like, he he was like disappointed. He goes, I can't believe Nate's a Republican Christian. And I was like, you're doing to me what you think I would do to you, but I would never do that because I don't even care. Like, <laughs> so it, like that made me so mad, being like, well, you're doing what, exactly right. what you. Are just platforming and saying the entire South does, right? And we're, and we're not, right? Some are, but some of the people up here are doing it, or you're doing it to me, right? You're we're, judging me, and you wouldn't even talk to me, right? Because you think I'm going to do all this stuff that you don't even know me. That's exactly right, and that that is to me a definition of of, of a bit of hell on earth, yeah. where we're we're just making snap judgments, not seeing each other, not giving each other chances. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, and you've proven it in my life is that I can have a Republican uh, Christian friend. Yeah. And, and that's a gift you've given all of us is because that, that sort of stuck in an elevator scenario or that one-on-one thing. I don't think I would want to be in a Hyatt filled with Republican Christians from the South. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I would go on the road with you. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd go out camping, whatever it is. Because it here, wouldn't even be, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I hope you take it as a compliment. I don't even think of you in that way. I don't act. No. Nobody acts differently around you. That was a preposterous they, idea. Uh, 
No, they don't. And like, I it's being like a, a comic. Like I say, I would never want to be a Christian comic. I'd, I'd be a comic. I want to be a comic as a Christian. I don't even want you to know I'm clean on stage. I don't right. even care. Like, I, the, right? To That'll me, be a surprise after the, the fact. Yes. Did you notice he didn't swear? It was a great show. He also didn't swear. That's, I want the same people to go there yeah. and be like, you know, this is what uh, you know. I just enjoyed the show, right? And then some people come up and they appreciate the clean, and they're like, we really appreciate that you were clean. Yeah, it's like, and that's fun, uh, and I like that. They're, they're sure. but I would like a guy that like wants to see Burr. And me and you, like, and yeah. all of us together, because he's, he's about comedy, right? Like, that's what it's about. And he's not judging anybody. No. He's taking each person as an individual. Being like, this is great. I love like comedy. And, and how can I love this person? Yeah. Instead, Instead of, of going, he's a Republican from the South, and I already don't like him. Yeah. I guess the problem comes in like, and I think maybe I've said this to you before, is the idea of like what's actually true when when you're just like, I just believe this, and who cares? I guess that's offensive to people that are that their one of their life's goals is to find out what's actually true. So when when we talk about a historical Jesus yeah. who died, so like this is kind of a weird one, I guess. But you believe that Christ came from a virgin birth, yeah, a, and led a sinless life, yeah, was physically killed, yeah, died, yeah, three days later rose again, yeah. and then uh, came back and then ascended to heaven, yeah. where he'll judge yes. the quick and the dead, yeah. Uh, that's that's a lot. I'm not like saying the rapture. Like this would make, it makes me nervous about the rapture happening because I mean I doubt anybody here would be taken. So it, wait, what? The rapture. I'm in a comic book store. Like I'm looking down there, like to see to make sure the rapture yeah. didn't happen. Then I'm in a comic book store. I'm like, I really see, wish there was like a church me. across the street. <laughs> I could like be like, are those people coming out of that church? It, it, I'm I joking. Th- I, no, no, no. I but, think, <laughs> but you're you are and you're not. You're actually reminding me of a, of a side of myself. That it's, I, it actually makes me feel good because you're just reminding me of a side where I'm like, I had a rapture-based faith. That's what Nice Try the Devil yeah. is about. Have you heard my second hour? The reason it's called <sighs> Big... Had a second hour? I didn't even know. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I know. No, I know. Oh, I, I, know I, I thought was. you were laughing because it was a big assumption to think that you, in your free time you'd listen to my stand-up. Yeah. Have you heard your second hour? <laughs> yeah, Pete. I'm on board. <laughs> no. I, I didn't yeah. mean that as a humble brag. No, no. I know. I, I, I know what you're... you're it's having. called Nice Try the Devil yeah. because I was going to masturbate. And then that was one of the days that the world was supposed to end, rapture yeah. style. And then I didn't. Like, yeah. nice try, the devil. I'm not going to yeah. have my ham and my sandwich when Jesus comes out of yeah. the clouds. But you have that. But I also have that. That joke is true. Yeah. yeah. That joke is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's like you do have, like, it's like you have it. And in the fact that, like, I don't know, there's some, like, sometimes it's like I do think comics, like, or when you guys talk about it. Or like mm-hmm. stuff like is like may like there's part of you that gets under me a little bit where it's like I'm not saying I don't believe but you start thinking like well is this stuff like exactly going to happen like that like you know is it like you know it's like I don't know maybe it's like I I could believe that but like I don't you know there's part of me it's like maybe I believe in like it's like I believe in it but maybe it's not exactly all like going to be just exactly like laid out like this. laid yeah. out like like why that. would we know exactly how it's that's why I loved what yeah. you said about the afterlife it'll be something we don't know. Yeah, it'll be something unexpected. Yeah, yeah, but that's so, good. No, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not here to judge what you're saying, good or bad. I'm just saying that I like that. No, I do. But like, yeah, when I make those jokes, it's like you make you make it in a sense of uh, like this is what you think I'm thinking, like or something. It's like being like, yeah, this is what I think. I'm looking around to see if that. Yeah. And there and there is. I am looking around. I do. Uh, I still can like look and like see like you know. It's like you worry like the rapture coming like or something like if that's happening, mm-hmm. and then you're going to just be stuck and be like, oh, I'm still here. Like that's not good. You know, and uh, so it's like you have that. Then there's the part that you're like, I don't know if that's going to happen like that. Like, right. You know, it's like maybe it doesn't. So, 
It's like that's the belief. Like that's the belief. It's like I, the belief of I don't know. So like you said, when you say people do or like they get upset because they want they want to know or they want like if someone's into politics and something like that and they're mad because you're not crazy into politics or mm-hmm. something. Like it's the same. I believe the same thing that you said earlier, where it's like we don't all have to be. And you know what? You don't want us all to be. Mm-hmm. You need uh, people not to be. So don't like you know. It's like that. Like with my comedy, it's like I, I make jokes and like, but I don't ever try. I'm not trying to like push anybody anyway of anything because like i'm not going to be the guy that's like my heart's into like however this like goes like uh politics and stuff like that i get that Mm -hmm. people do but you don't need all of us Mm -hmm. so go do your side and and guess what you don't want my side anyway so if politics or religion the people that are pushing it you don't want me to be voting anyway are they gone it's like (laughs) so leave me alone and go like you know try to push other people i guess right but like uh or just leave everybody like just do whatever you want to do and go be around those people that are into it as much as you are instead of like forcing trying to force everybody into like people just don't you might not like it right you know it's like your heart might not be in it for some reason you're not into sports i'm into sports like it's just the thing yeah, you, you're you, not you, into you don't it. need me you don't need yeah me. i don't want yeah. but the difference i guess comes down to well, I'm, like, I'm not gonna waste a ticket on you to a game right. why would you waste it yeah you know i'm just gonna be looking at the the flashing lights and yeah. stuff i saw a butterfly yeah shut up pete i yeah. know i shouldn't have brought you yeah yeah but the problem is is i i don't think if you don't go to the game uh you'll burn forever yeah but the thing yeah. is is i that's my own inside i well that's yeah. that's what i would yeah. like again yeah. I, i'm not gonna make the point again i think that's the only reason is that I, I think uh, it takes a lot of work to, to rid yourself of that. I think what Jesus came to say had so much more about how we're living here and creating heaven and yeah. hell on earth here. And actually, if you look at what he said, he doesn't really talk about the afterlife in the way that we think he did. Yeah. But somehow this religion got boiled down and reduced into this sort of afterlife insurance. Where And what I'm hearing is that harsh, uh, not harsh bad, but just straight uh, stringent, um, practicality where you're like I'm going to believe because what if you yeah. know what I mean what's well, what if, it I mean I want to say it is there is that what if but there, it's not completely driven off the what if it's just driven off of like I don't know it's like I, it's driven off of like I have to pick a side mm. I'm, I'm picking this side because I just like I know more like more people I trust are on this side so I'm going to go to this side I don't want to be that guy it's your tribe yes same way like I hate like when like Southern comics just like rail on the South when they move. Like, like, I, like I, I don't, I, I'm very proud of where I'm from. I'm very, where I'm from. Like, I'm very, like, I love everything I love. I love, like, my stuff, like Vanderbilt. Like, I love Vanderbilt. I don't care, like, that you don't love Vanderbilt. Like, right. you're not going to make me not like Vanderbilt. Like, I'm going to wear it. You know, I don't know. You are wearing like, two pieces of Vanderbilt. I'm wearing two pieces of Vanderbilt. <laughs> and, uh, a sweatshirt and a shirt. They, so it's like, yeah, you, like, you know, you want, I don't know. It's like, you let it be. Let it be. Yeah. You're saying let it be. Yeah. It is exhausting though. That's just, like it's, the thing I th- have with comedy is like uh, you know before you go on stage, like I always said, like a comic doesn't have to. Uh, they have to think they're the worst. Mm-hmm. Like if you're an athlete, you got to go. I'm the best athlete in the world, and I'm going to beat you. That's their mentality. And in comics, it's like this is, might not go good. Like I think that's, <laughs> that's uh, funny. And they so it's like a different. But that becomes exhausting to think like that. Yeah. Where it's like I've been doing like I always thought like that, and with this show and stuff, I'm like. It's probably not going to happen, but it's exciting. It's you know, yep. and then there's a part where you got to go. You know what? I can need to probably. I don't, I don't want to think like that anymore, just because it's exhaust. I'm tired of thinking like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Like you want to just like have the trust and be like, no, you know what? I deserve it, and I'm going to make it, and I'm going to do the best I can do, and hope it makes it. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like you have like a different confidence. That's so great. that would be the exhausting. Yeah, of course. And that's uh, comedy. And God. And God. And we talked a little bit about sex. Yeah. 
It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> well, Nate, we need we need Nates. We do. It's yeah. all. It's a big stew. It's a big soup. I used to. I it's a lot more Nates. We're right in the middle. Th- there are a lot more Nates. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I used to rage against the idea of you. We never really had any big debates, but it, it bothered me that you held on to your faith in that way. And honestly, now I'm just like, yeah, we got Nate. We got a little Nate. You taste the soup. There's some Nate yeah. in there. There's some me in there. Just be whatever you want to be. And the, it, yeah. the finish is Kurt Metzger calling yeah, Jesus just, a cave And you're like, oh, and then you throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, think, I think I see uh, – yeah, I get a sense of who you are, and, and, and you're not a, a – a, you, you're a loving person. You're a good person. I, I know that's a weird way to end this, but like when when you hear about like um, maybe Southern Republican stereotype, you're like, oh, he's probably going to be judging me, and and you, you just don't hear that. You just don't feel that, and no, I think yeah. that's great. No, yeah, it's not. You know, it's not as deep as you think. Yeah. I think that's what like it, to sound. It's like, but most of us are not that deep. I'm not that deep, so don't think there's like. I think people that are very deep think like what do you think are you like you know it's like it's not that deep man i'm yeah. just like i'm just doing this you're just going to was, the, yeah, the I, ruby tuesday salad bar i just go there i eat it i know what it is walmart There's no surprises yeah that's what i like i like it i like them all that wasn't that my impression of you i like it i like it yeah that's what you always, yeah i tell you hey night hey night i like it hey night I like it. I can't do your your accent's very atypical. Uh, to end on a, a higher note, I so, not not that there was anything heavy about that, but like, do you remember the hardest time you ever laughed? That's a fun one. Uh, yeah, one of uh, man, <laughs> what is it? I mean, like, it's a bad one. Reason, it's a bad reason to. Off, they often are. They are. Like, Some of my man. favorites are like I shouldn't have laughed. Oof. It uh, <laughs> was what? Uh, uh, well, it's how it starts. I'm at a Special Olympics. No, yeah. no, no. But a guy, no, this kid was running. No, no. And uh, where and he, he tripped, but it was it wasn't. It would have laughed if anybody tripped, but the way he tripped was like so like long. You know, and then he like <laughs> fell, and we I mean, we helped him like get up, and like you know, and he ran. Wait, like, you we, were on the field. I was like in, like you know, it's like uh, it's, it's special Olympics, but it's like like in the high school, like we were like help, we were like you know judges or something. So you're like there, just like running it, and then but he tripped and fell. I mean, that's funny to talk about God, and like that's the like. <laughs> I know then, I've already put that together. Yeah, it's very and then, funny, but it, but it was a but it was just it's an honest <laughs> reaction. Well, he was hauling ass. Yes, and he tripped, and it's like yeah, and he tri- I would have if, if if he wasn't. It didn't. He didn't need to be special needs. I know, but no, he, he was. It was just out of. It happened out of like nowhere. Yes, and then it it's just, just adding a little bit of trip. <laughs> yeah. It's adding a little bit of church laughter. You're definitely not supposed to laugh at a special yes. Olympian. If someone trips, you're not supposed to laugh anyway. Double taboo. Yeah. You shouldn't laugh in this instance. So he tripped, and it went for it went for a while. It went for a while. People <laughs> tripping and running. One time, I watched America's Funniest Home Videos. I watched a girl, a big woman, trip, and she ran probably the length of this store before she fell down. And that was oh, that stuff makes me laugh God. so hard because uh, it's just out of you don't expect it. So that's what that one. You know, I felt it's genuine. You that see might a real be, yeah, moment. What he felt about, yeah. It had nothing to do with that. He was that, you know, but it just, you know, it happened that he was, and it was that. And did you laugh in the moment? Yeah, I mean, you. What do you, you know? I mean, it's out of nowhere. Like you just start like dying, you know, and then we start dying laughing. Then you, I mean, you help him. You want to make sure he's okay. It's not like I laughed and then I stepped on him, right? And then went to my. And he was okay. He was fine. He's doing terrific. (laughs) 
He's doing. He could be doing better. Fixed him actually. No, there you go. Oh, so, what if it? I'm, is that bad? That's probably too bad to say. That's the part. You know, that's the part. I'll think about that one for. <laughs> this hell thing better not be right, Pete. It, you better be dead on. If I w- go to hell and see you, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> You're going to go, I shouldn't have made that fixed him yeah. joke. I go, oh, hey, hey, as Pete. A, as a How's seagull yeah. eternally swoops up your asshole. <laughs> yeah, and I would see you, and then I would be like, man, this doesn't feel real, does it, Pete? Like you explained it on your uh, dumb podcast. As the podcast loops, loops this yeah. episode Just loops. an episode going like, I don't think it's real. You're talking about surfing. Like, where I'm like, where's that surfer guy? Where's he? Oh, he's down here as well. I see that he's, are you guys surfing together? Oh, It'll be exciting for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was a doozy. This was a doozy. Yeah, it was good times. But long awaited. Yes, it you worked know, out. You know, I've tried to book you many times, and then I was trying to think of who to book, and I went to the comments of the most recent episode, and people were like, when's Nate? When's Nate? Yeah. So here's Nate. No, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I was happy to do it, and uh, it's exciting. It's fun, you know? Yeah. It's either this or watch the first round of NFL games today, but so I'm glad we did this. So we talked about... <laughs> Uh, God and my problems. So it's the exact opposite of how I would normally want to spend <laughs> a Sunday. A Sunday is just yeah. It just I'd rather just watch a game instead of just in a room of pure judgment. <laughs> of Self and trying external. to yeah, trying yeah. debunk all my theories uh, <laughs> that I have figured out. So no, it was great. Thanks for and being I'm here. I'm excited for you, buddy. You're Thanks, good. man. I'm yeah. excited for you. Would you say keep it crispy? It's how we uh, keep it crispy, right? Is that, yeah, that's is that keep it crispy? That everybody? was our first Southern keep it crispy, I think. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You keep it crispy. You keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <Sorry. laughs> that was great. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.